From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to the MBW Digital Postman Show. Brady. Ole Miss one win away from a national championship after dominating Oklahoma tonight in game one of the College World Series finals. Ole Miss wins 10-3. to The Rebels and Sooners play again tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Ole Miss needs uh, one win away. One win from a national championship. Hunter Elliott will go to the mound uh, tomorrow. So, um... It looked like the entire, like I said earlier, it looked like the entire state of Mississippi was certainly the, the entire town of Oxford. Oxford has never been as dead as it was today. The entire, uh, st- the entire town in Omaha, those who aren't aren't there, appear to be headed there now. You have until two p.m. tomorrow to get there. Uh, this show is brought to you by the College Corner. They've been uh, sponsoring every one of our post game shows, starting with the night that uh, Ole Miss beat Southern Miss to advance to Omaha all the way through the win over Auburn, the win over Arkansas, the loss to Arkansas, the win over Arkansas, and now the win over Oklahoma as Ole Miss one win over Oklahoma away from being national champions. It's collegecornerstore.com. I know people don't like jinxes and such, but look, Ole Miss needs to win one game. If they win that game, go to collegecornerstore.com Enter College World Series in the search engine and get all of your national championship gear immediately, whether that's tomorrow or whether that's Monday night. It feels like tomorrow, I'll be honest. We'll get to that in a little bit, but it feels like tomorrow. Um, I don't know whether this will be a podcast form or not. I'll put it up in, in a couple places. I think it's 2 p.m., Douglas. 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll make sure, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, I, I'll... Um, I'll put this in podcast form on Podbean at the very least. We have some transition going on with our SoundCloud account right now. I don't know that we'll be able to load that. So I'll put out links where you can directly get to it if you're uh, looking to listen to it tomorrow before game two. But we'll get that to you as part of our Oxford Exxon podcast. Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford right next door to the Oxford Crystal. Always clean. Always reliable. Go in whether you're filling up your pump or you're filling up yourself inside the Oxford Exxon. Uh, Always great plate lunches, snacks, uh, drink selection, beer, everything there at the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. I'm in the uh, Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that is hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest Jeffrey Wright will join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline momentarily. Then we'll go out to Omaha. Brian Rippey is in Omaha tonight. We'll talk to Brian. And then uh, we'll get Chase Parham on after the postgame press conference stuff. My anticipation is it won't take him a long time tonight. If tomorrow goes the way I think it will, it'll be a while. But um, – We'll get to Chase as well, and then we'll take your calls on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, a great place to go grab a burger, a po' boy, watch the games, grab an appetizer or two, a full bar, great beer selection, just a great atmosphere there at 
Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Also, Rafters in New Albany. And uh, Rafters on the Water at Sardis. If you're uh, trying to escape the heat a little bit, heading out to uh, to Rafters on the Water. Mar- frozen margaritas, uh, great beer selection, um, burgers, all that stuff. They're at Rafters on the Water at Sardis. So, again, Ole Miss wins uh, 10-3. to Dominant performance. The Rebels jumped on Oklahoma early. The game was, frankly, never really in doubt with the exception of, I guess, one moment in about the sixth inning. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'll get you the uh, final box because I'm curious to pull it up myself. Uh, Ole Miss uh, scores. Let's see. I'm trying to find, make sure this this box that they do is just not particularly user-friendly. Um. Jack Darty was the story for Ole Miss. Started, went five innings, three hits, two runs, both earned. Walked one, struck out six. He was terrific. He threw 72 pitches, 50 for strikes, just pounded the strike zone. Gave Ole Miss plenty of opportunity to uh, to build a lead. Uh, Mason Nichols came in in a, a tight moment in the sixth inning. Uh, he was terrific. Two innings, no hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Nichols threw 34 pitches, 23 for strikes. Josh Mallett's. Uh, pitched the final two innings of the game, gave up two runs and earned a, a run, two hits, a run. It was earned, two walks, four strikeouts. He threw forty pitches, uh, twenty-five strikes. If you're looking for something to nitpick tonight, it's probably his pitch count. It's about as far as you can go, in my opinion. Uh, for Ole Miss, they got home runs today from uh, Bench, Elko, McCants, and Harris. Elko hit one early, and then McCants, Harris, and Bench went back to back to back to completely blow the game open. Uh, Kemp Alderman had a double. Peyton Chatney had a double. Uh, Justin Bench had a pair of hits. Tim Elko went four for five. Three runs scored, one run driven in. Kevin Graham, one for five. Uh, Kemp Alderman, two for five. Peyton Chatney had a three-hit night, three for five with a run driven in. Uh, Hayden Dunhurst went one for four. Uh, T.J. McCants came in late in the game, went one for two, hit that home run to blow it open. Calvin Harris just continues to have a great College World Series. He was two for four with the uh, aforementioned home run, two runs scored, one run driven in. So that catches you up on Ole Miss. Oklahoma today went with Jake Bennett, the starting pitcher. He was good. He was fine. A little, uh, little, little rattled early, and uh, Ole Miss got to him a little bit early. Six and a third for him. He uh, gave up seven hits, four runs, three were earned. He did not walk anyone, and he struck out 10. He threw 106 pitches, 74 for strikes. Chaz Martinez uh, got bombed. He went one and a third, gave up six hits, four runs, all earned, a walk, no strikeouts. He threw 30 pitches, 20 for strikes. Seems like most of them got hit. Carter Campbell went a third of an inning. Uh, He didn't give up anything. Carson Atwood went a third of an inning. He gave up a hit, a run. It was earned. He uh, struck out one. And then Ben Abram pitched the final two-thirds for Oklahoma, he gave up two hits, a run. It was earned, and he struck out one Rebel. Abram threw 16 pitches, 11 for strikes. Uh, their lineup today didn't produce a whole lot. Looking for guys who had hits, two for uh, Sebastian Orduño, the designated hitter, went two for four. Uh, Kendall Pettis went one for three. Blake Robertson, one for three. Jackson Nicholas, one for four. That's it. Five hits for the uh, for the Sooners over the course of the game. Again, Ole Miss wins 10-3, and we'll do this again tomorrow afternoon. It's 2 o'clock. Ole Miss can win a national championship, a national championship tomorrow. And the way that they're playing, it's really incredible. 
I, um, if you're Oklahoma, you're soul searching. Uh, hey, I want to thank some of the people who have, uh, already super chatted. Uh, Gina, thanks. Um, she says, man, what a night. Hotty toddy as always. Thanks for all you do. Thank you for being here. Shadow flash with the super chat. Thanks, man. Uh, missed a couple pocket watch it says, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Uh, Sammy got us started. He said, Darty Nichols, Hotty toddy. Let's finish this Sunday. It, it feels like Sunday. This I realize it's one more game, but um, man, Oklahoma's that was felt felt like this was the one game where Oklahoma had a quote pitching advantage. Jack Doherty took that out. He was he was fantastic. Ole Miss's lineup is just hitting up and down the lineup. They're playing with such confidence. They're playing well on defense. And I thought Oklahoma got rattled early. I thought the crowd rattled them. Um, I just didn't feel like. Oklahoma was ever super comfortable in that game. Even late, they weren't super comfortable. Um, Mark asks, what's the record number post-game shows? Yeah, I don't even know. 1,100 sounds about right. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. It's probably something I should know, but I don't. When you're in here by yourself, you're doing so many different things that you don't even see it. You don't even think to look. Um, like I, I just looked after you said that to see what was here. Bakers, thanks very much for the super chat. Um. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get to Jeffrey now and so we have some conversation about the game. And then um, I'll get to Brian after that, give Brian a little time to get out of the stadium. That's what he asked for me to do. So I'll get him out of the stadium and then we'll get um, we'll get Chase in a little bit. Good evening. Good evening, Jeffrey. How are you? I am well, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday to your dad. Hope you had a great one. Uh, he had a pretty good one, I would say. <laughs> he, he seemed to be his his question was whether or not he was going to try to drive to Cape Girardeau to to get yeah I don't know a fourth of the way tonight, but I think he held off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it were a night game, that'd be a little more doable, but. It's a two o'clock game. I, I get wanting to be there for what I think is going to happen tomorrow, but um, yeah, that's that. It would be tough. Don't you also feel like though you're kind of tempting fate? I don't. Not really. Not right now. Honestly, but, I, but I'm I, saying like you drive. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I guess if you're like super, if you're super superstitious, maybe. But you know, I I think. I think sometimes a team is just a team of destiny. I think sometimes you see it. They've they had their hiccup the other night. They overcame it the next day. They got a legendary performance. They come back today and they go to Jack Darty, who hasn't started in like forever, and he was perfect through five. He was perfect through five. I know he ran into some trouble in the sixth and it got a little squirrely there for a minute, but No, I mean that my first note was Jack Doherty joined the list joined the list of guys that make their moment for Ole Miss in this postseason. It and feels like it feels like almost everyone that gets an opportunity, it's like, okay, go have a career performance tonight. And that's what championship teams do. Guys step up and have those moments, you know, and it just happens. Like I'm sure if if we were to go down the list of Cardinal championships, you'd talk about uh, you know, uh, David, uh, how about a Jeff? How about Jeff Weaver being unhittable for a postseason? Yeah. To your point, David Freeze, um, 
you know, Miguel Montero hits a grand slam for the Cubs. Guys, you know, he was not Miguel Montero. No, I, I exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so it, it just feels like that's what's happening with this team. It's just somebody different all the time. T.J. McCants doesn't start. He comes in to pinch hit. He hits a two-run rocket to completely put the game away. Um, it, it's just stuff like that. Mason Nichols, who frankly earlier in the season wasn't playing that much, he comes in and is just – he looks like he's about 14 and he's just nails out there. It, it just feels like it's inevitable at this point. And I know it's not. I know you got to play well and you got to win another game. But if you're Oklahoma, you threw your ace out there tonight. He walked no one. He struck out 10 and you still lost. Yeah. And, you know, how much of that was, was air influence? I mean, that, you know, I know that that catcher's got a hose for them. I mean, Neil, he couldn't catch the baseball. You know what I mean? And that's what, you know, I credit Ole Miss because to me, a thing that I thought was huge tonight, they kind of have this script that really works for them. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's the TV show that might be formulaic, but but damn it, they deliver. This is a CBS primetime drama. Find a way to get Elko on, get Elko to second, and then have Graham rip a double down the line. Like, that seems to be like a, a formula that starts for them. And now they're 26 and 7 when scoring first and you know, when this team plays with the lead, it just feels like it just feels inevitable for them. And, you know, tonight I think not only was it timely two out hitting, it felt like a lot of these hits were with two strikes and two outs. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I know they go eight of 18 with two outs and had six RBI, but you know, I mean, I really thought the biggest story tonight was offensively, the guys that you need to produce, produced. I mean, bench two for five, two RBI. And, you know, it just feels like he consistently continues to hit the ball well. Elko, four of five. I know Graham didn't have a, a good night after the – but he got it going. Yeah. And then, you know, Harris is, is clearly an addition in the lineup. And I thought there were some kind of tendency breakers early on. Like, I felt like, you know, Mike was doing some things. You know, he put guys in motion. Like, it felt like they were kind of doing some yeah. – some different stuff. And, I thought that and, was important it, early. I thought it rattled yeah. Oklahoma. I, I do. I it definitely got them on their heels. And then, you know, to your point, I thought the other big moment was bases loaded. One runs already in, as you mentioned, you bring in Nichols. The fact that, you know, I know he walked in the run, but is there anyone on the planet that was wanting the rebels to win that would not have taken at that moment in time, bases loaded, nobody out, and they, it, nobody out, and you say, okay, they're only going to score one time. I mean, wouldn't everyone on oh, the planet have taken that? Sign that in a heartbeat, for sure. Be- because that felt like that was one hit away from getting like, ooh. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. I mean, you, just spo- you just wasted your – you were able to, to ch- you know, to to get ahead of the Oklahoma ace, and it, it kind of – to me, it just felt like it would have been deflating. Uh, thanks to Bubba McQueen. uh Corinth Dental, by the way, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. A lot of the our big co- city, as my dad would say. A lot, a lot of our coverage brought to you in in uh, in in uh, Omaha. For whatever reason, I was about to say another city in Omaha is uh, is made possible by the Clearwater Group. If you ever are dealing with government issues, if you need government advice, you need advice on dealing with government, whether it's city government, state government, federal government, get in touch with the people at the Clearwater Group. It's Clearwater Group MS. 
clearwatergroup.ms, I should say. Uh, they've been great to us over the years, Austin Barber and all those people, and uh, they have stepped up and really helped us this week to uh, pay for what is turning into a budget-busting trip uh, for us at rebelgrove.com. Uh, Chase has been out in Omaha now for a couple of months. Uh, and then, uh, Where are their boys staying? Because hotel rooms were like 800 bucks. They moved from one Airbnb to the other uh, yesterday. <laughs> and uh, we're also brought to you by Corinth Dental it's CorinthDental.com they have products like Invisalign get in touch with them get a uh, free um, I guess it's an analysis of your teeth and uh, see what they can do to help you make your smile all that much better also thanks to uh, Baker's Chubb here for the uh, super chat he says have you ever seen a ball hit as hard as Kemp Alderman's double it traveled 397 feet on the rope to left center it came off the bat at 113 it was, a rock, uh, it was a rocket. Yeah, but that's kind of because I was watching it with both my brothers tonight. Elko was hitting some. I mean, I mean that ball was absolute smoke. I mean, yeah. I the only ones that I think you see hit any harder uh, occur in Major League Baseball. I mean, that ball was rope. Yeah, they have some. They have some power hitters right now in the middle of the lineup that are all hitting at the same time. They're a threat, even when you get. You know, like you saw it the other day against Arkansas when he got Elko, he struck Elko out. I guess Connor Nolan's who I'm referring to. He struck Elko out, and he kind of started Graham with a get over curveball. Yeah, that wrote yep. down the and line. he even admitted like that was kind of you know, I, he he said post game, you know, I worked so hard to get him out, and then I kind of just had to get me over curveball. And it's like I kind of felt. Didn't you kind of feel the same thing about Nichols tonight? Yeah, you know when he got that second strikeout, it was almost like he took. He took just a bit of an exhale, and then you know he he had you know tread away on, and it, it you know I don't think walking him was the worst thing though. No, I don't. Tread away was the one guy that in that sequence who could really hurt you, and almost walking him was. I know they they didn't intend to, but they weren't going to give him anything to hit. Uh, thanks to Stanton for the super chat. He says, "Does Oklahoma figure out a solution to the Ole Miss bats or pitching tomorrow? I mean, the game's in less than twenty-four hours. I don't, I don't know what you figure out." Uh, thanks to Robert. Also, uh, Robert Mack says, "Thanks for all the post-game shows. You're welcome." Uh, thanks to Stephen Stork for the uh, for the super chat as well. I mean, if you're Oklahoma tomorrow, your problem is you. If you want to win, you probably have to go to your closer super early. And yeah, but I mean, you know, yes, you're not going ace versus ace. I mean, that's that's my thing. Like, I do agree all your points about Ole Miss. It does feel like, though, you know, the other team gets to play too. And if they can flip, if they can flip an Elliott start, like, I do wonder does Ole Miss, does Ole Miss have to win this tomorrow? No. They, I mean, the, the, the honest that's the advantage of winning the first one. I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> the, the the honest answer is no, you don't. And uh, Johnson's still fresh. Uh, I mean, you know, you know who's looming. And if you're Oklahoma, that's you know, that's kind of on your mind. You know, Delusha's looming out there. How effective he can be on three days rest, I don't know. I Hunter Elliott feels like one of those guys that there's no moment that's going to freak him out. There's no moment that's too big. And if anything, he relishes the opportunity to go finish this. And I, I it also does feel doesn't it feel fitting that it feels like a left hander wearing twenty six with long hair should be the guy on the mound when Ole Miss tries to go win a national championship. There is absolutely something fitting about that. There's no question. There's something sort of poetic about that. 
no doubt. I mean, I kind of, I guess this is kind of my question. How much of a mea culpa is Mike Bianco owed? Because let's get something real. He was going to get fired, yes, because they had a disappointing year, but there was also explanations for the disappointing year. But let's get real. He was going to get fired because everyone watched Mississippi State dogpile and win a national championship last year. Like, this is kind of the thing about sports that's so fickle to me, is the fact that, you know, now this guy is going to have probably at some point, I mean, wouldn't you expect the stadium's going to be named after him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know sure. how we do that. But he's going to have a, probably a statue of the stadium. He's probably never going to be have job security problems again. Oh, would, for sure. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, he, he's he's the he's the. But but this is the same guy that was about to get fired if they don't get in. That's sports. Like you said. Like can, can I guess my question is: Is there any? Is there going to be any soul searching? at Ole Miss about how they evaluate people because like to me like that that should be something that that's a bigger question to me than I, I think that's getting you know brought up yeah it's, essentially you were gonna no, I mean I'll say I, I don't know if you, I don't know how far you go to it it really it, it was fascinating to me that Ole Miss was gonna fire Mike Bianco and they were gonna keep Kermit Davis simply for the sole reason that Keith Carter was largely responsible for hiring Kermit Davis. Like, I, I just, I, I think that that's something that has to be evaluated. I think a lot of that decision was based on what was perceived as fan angst. And here we are, I mean, what's it been since Memorial Day? Four weeks, basically? Uh, and, three, and, three, right? Yeah, three and a half, whatever. Look at where they are. It's, it's, just, it's just an incredible story. It's, it's, I've told people... I've told people today that people have asked about it. I mean, it, it just it feels like a Hollywood script. It's the damnedest it, thing. It's re, it's really it remarkable. Like, it feels like 1983 NC State basketball. Oh, that's that's not that's not a terrible um, survive in advance. Yeah, I mean, they just the thirty for thirty on this. If it's done right, if it's done correctly, will be. I mean. Must must watch if they talk to people and people are frank and and are open about everything that happened and what was going to happen and 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 who knew what I mean and then this if this team wins one game in the next two days yeah it's 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 incredible man I mean last team in gets to a national championship I mean I just no there's just nobody on earth on the Tuesday night that Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt and Hoover at the SEC tournament, there's just nobody who at that moment thought, you know, this team's got a chance to win a national championship. No, I think everyone thought that was that was the end. That was it. Yeah, because well, it was. And not 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 the end of the season. Like that was the like that was the end of the Mike Bianco era. Yeah. Um any other thoughts on tonight before we get to Brian? The only other thoughts that I had were, you know, when I kind of look, you see Ole Miss and Oklahoma, two teams that didn't host. And, you know, I guess for me it was, was this a weird year? But the fact that, like, what, this is the first time I think, the first time I think since expanding the format that a, one of the top 16 seeds has not been in the championship series. Does that does that signal anything about how they pick this tournament? 
I don't know. I, I'd have to. I'd have to go back and study it a little bit more. I mean, it, I, I think it it speaks. I mean, to, it's a tournament in the end. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's just speaks to how, how important it is to get hot. That's a lot of it. Getting hot and this team. We talked about it that week when they got in. That I remember doing the show with Peyton where he said it's like getting new life, and you can yeah. see, you can see these guys have embraced it. It's it's like they had a. a, a Close call with death or something. No, I, no. It's remember we talked about. It, it's like, well, they thought they were already dead. So at this point, it's like you're playing with, you know, you're playing with just a new life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you, and to me, like, I do think that is. If I'm Ole Miss, my one concern tomorrow is they have been the only game that they've lost is the game where they knew that there was a tomorrow. Like, I, I do wonder, like, what, you know, you don't want to keep playing with fire. Like, go, just go, go do it. Hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I look forward to it. All right, my man. All right, man. All right. All right, I'm going to try to get Brian on. He is in Omaha, and he says service is, uh, is, is hit or miss. Yeah, people are upset. At, some people are upset at what Jeffrey said. He's exactly right. I mean, he's not wrong. That makes people pissy sometimes, but but he's not wrong. I mean, there was going to be a juxtaposition of you didn't make a move in basketball off of a 4-15 and 15 season, and yet that was the move that was coming in baseball. It was kind of a – everybody said, well, it was a lifetime thing. Nah. I mean, there's no way to look at it today and, and go, that was that was the right thought process. But it doesn't matter. I mean, this is that's completely gone. It's completely history. I'm letting Brian know that I'm about to call. That's what I'm texting. Hopefully, his phone will uh, pick up. He's he's uh, leaving the stadium. He's in Omaha. Omaha is a zoo. While I have a moment, thoughts and prayers to every bartender uh, in in the city of Omaha, Nebraska, right now. You're in my thoughts. I wish you the best. Godspeed. It's going to be a hell of a night. You're going to make a lot of money. You'll sleep well, but you're in for you're in for a hell of a night. I'm, I'm I suspect in uh in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Can you restock the bars on Sunday? Is that possible? I wonder if they ordered it enough. Like, do they have enough? Do they have enough whiskey and and vodka and beer? I'd really love to know. Yeah, Jello shots will be consumed. What are they over like twelve thousand now? All right, let me try to get Brian here. I'm not super optimistic about about this call. I'm just going to tell you, but it's okay. Figure it out. Yeah, he's he's sending me texts. He's concerned about the service is a little hit or miss. So, um, like I said, I'm not super confident about that. All right, we'll we'll try again in a minute. Um, yeah, what will the Jello shot number be in the morning? What is it now? It's like thirteen now. It's got to be. 18,000 salty whiskers says 20,000 by the end of the night 
I wouldn't bet against that. That's a lot of jello shots. Like you wonder, have they made that many jello shots? Do they run out of jello shots? All right, Brian wants me to try one more time. Uh uh. Might just be one of those deals with Brian that the reception's just simply not going to be good enough outside of the outside of the arena. More than outside of the stadium, I should say. More than nine hundred of you in here right now. Really appreciate it. Uh, Brent says they buy them prepackaged, but like, how many do you do you pre-make? Do you pre-make that many thousand? Because like the record last year was nowhere close to this. All right, I'm having to do some things with FaceTime. It's the reason I'm struggling a little bit. Just bear with me. I know nobody's upset, so we'll get to it. All right, let me try Brian one more time. Give it one more shot. What's up? Brian? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? There. Yeah, there we go. We're all good now. Um, I'm going to guess Omaha is crazy. We're not going to keep you long. Sort of uh, paint the scene for us, if you would. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's honestly uh, beyond anything I've seen in a while. I mean, it looks like a football weekend. Um, I'm. I think we lost you. Uh, Brent says they're donating $2 per shot to the Oxford Food Pantry. That's, nope. that's, you hear me now? Yeah, I can, good? yeah I can hear you now. Yeah, you, you went out for a second. You're getting me back? Yeah, I've got you back. No, yeah, no. I was, okay, I was just saying, um, I mean, look, whatever you thought the conservative estimate was, for, um, it was probably under what you thought. I mean, it, it really was kind of unlike it. I, mean, I was texting Chaser in the game. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. It was uh, there really was no Oklahoma section. It was a bunch of old Miss people and a little bit of pockets of Oklahoma people throughout. It was it was kind of crazy. And I think it had an effect on the game in the early innings. I did too. I thought Oklahoma got rattled by the crowd. They'd never experienced anything like that. I mean, ever. I, I don't know where you would have though. I mean, look, SEC Stadium aside, like I don't know where you would experience that amount of people um in one place I, I don't know the capacity of that stadium but it would really was i mean i would say it was about 98 too um percentage wise it was it was it was really unlike anything i've seen in a long time yeah it, it it's just kind of unreal really I mean, it looked like there was twenty five thousand old miss people there i mean I, i'm i'm watching on television so you're you're pretty limited on angles and stuff but i saw some videos posted on twitter it just it was it was like a carnival out there i mean it, it it, it shows you that once they got past Arkansas, no other team was going to be able to handle anything like that. I mean, Ole Miss and Arkansas play in that sort of in a, some uh, in an environment that's similar to that when they're at home and things are going well, but nothing like that. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm guessing this was. Com- I mean, it, did, did it compare to a football game? Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I was about to go that way before you even said anything. I mean, it, honest to God, it. it Compared in a lot of ways to, I mean, when I was in college, 2015 Alabama, and I know Ole Miss was on the road, but just the amount of Ole Miss people in a concentrated place, and it was probably 2014 the same way. 
it really did it compared to a football weekend. I mean, look at in Omaha. I've never been here before, but uh, I kind of got the lay of the land um, as we rolled in today. And there's a couple bars and there's a couple restaurants kind of by, by the stadium or so. But I would say it's about six, seven establishments in total. And it was just old Miss people all over the place. It really did resemble a football weekend. And I would say the the baseball stadium resembled that to the nth degree. It really was kind of amazing. And like I said, it really did. I thought made a difference in the first inning of the game. I mean, I thought. Jake Bennett might get out of whatever the trouble he was in the first inning, and I thought the crowd took over. I, I had a terrible angle in terms of seeing how exactly he was locating or not locating, but I thought the first inning, I thought the crowd kind of took over the game for him. I thought it kind of uh, kind of had its way with him a little bit. Yeah, the shortstop made a mistake. It's a really good player. He he kind of tried to back up on a ball. You could just tell – you could tell they were rattled um, that at that point, and they kind of got rattled a little bit later with the back-to-back-to-back home runs and – they just – they weren't themselves. They did not look like a team that was playing for a national championship. They looked like a team that was shell-shocked. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the, the back-to-back-to-back home runs, if you want to talk about comparison to a football stadium, I thought a gun was going to go off. Like, I thought it was the <laughs> testing the infrastructure of a stadium at that point. I was I was looking around. I was kind of looking around at my phone. My father is – on in in Italy with a uh, he's on an anniversary show with my mother so I was trying to keep him updated with the game <laughs> and two of the home runs got hit and when the third home run got hit I honestly thought I was like oh god we're going down here I, I, <laughs> it was it was unlike anything I've ever seen in a baseball stadium, to be completely honest, it really did compare to a football stadium. If you want to compare something to a football game this weekend, the back-to-back home runs, it was unbelievable what happened in that place and how loud it was. Does this feel like a team of destiny to you right now? I know they got to win another game, and all Oklahoma's got to do is win one game to even it up and force a deciding game, but damn, it just kind of feels different right now. Don't you think the same thing, Neil? I mean, look, I thought tonight Ole Miss was at the worst advantage, right? Like, they weren't in the most advantageous pitching situation. And so if you can find a way to win tonight with Elliott going tomorrow and whatever Delusia's short rest is, if you somehow won tonight, it just kind of felt like this is over. And I get there's a long nine innings away, and I yeah. feel like a lot of Ole Miss fans listening will probably bristle at that. But this was Oklahoma's advantage. They had Jake Bennett on the mound where Ole Miss is starting a guy in Jack Doherty and. I, I'll look. I could look it up, but I, I don't know the last time he started a game. For it's, been, it's, it's been tremendous tonight, and it's this is not right? too big for him. And I don't know what to make of that. But Oklahoma had an ace where it looked like the stage was too big for him, and Jack Doherty looked like he well, thrived in it. You know and what? He just won the game, and here's so the, I, I don't know what you think. If they win tonight, I mean, they the, the win tonight, it kind of feels like this is over. Here's here's what I think. This is the reason I think this is. I actually thought Bennett was pretty good. He struck out ten. He walked nobody. He gave up three earned runs in almost seven innings. Two days ago, Ole Miss faced Connor Nolan, who was really good. Connor Nolan gave up two runs in eight innings. I mean, that's an ace, pitching like an ace. So they faced two aces who pitched really well. Nolan didn't walk anybody, struck out. What did he struck out? Eight the other day? I don't know, eight, nine? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. The point is is that it's not like you're pitching, you're playing against guys who just wilt in, under the under the pressure of the moment, and you win because they they they, they folded. No, you're, you're you're facing really good teams, really good pitchers who pitch really well, and you're winning anyway. I completely concur. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to add to it. It's 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 
And tonight, the way they did that in the first inning, and when you get the crowd into it, again, I, I really can't express enough how much I thought the crowd affected that game because you got three innings into that thing, and Bennett got out of the first inning, and then he kind of sort of got out of the second. But the one run in the third and the fourth, on top of what he'd already given up, felt like a significant difference. And honestly, God, there's two runs felt like just the fact that he didn't feel like he'd get out of an adverse situation because of 15,000 people yelling at him. What do you think tomorrow's going to be like? Oh, I can't. I honestly, I, I can't put an estimate on it. I mean, I bought first game tickets, um, and I'm with my, my little brother is coming into town, and I haven't bought the second game tickets. But any sort of like relevant second game take is going for like 740 bucks on the lower level. Like I, I can't imagine what tomorrow is going to be like. T- today was shocking to me. I'll tell you that much. I, I thought Ole Miss would, would put out a good crowd. I think we're losing you. You're, you're, that game in the first inning was honestly astonishing to me, and I don't really get shocked by a whole lot. Hey, uh, your signal's kind of breaking down. You're on back? Us. Did I get lost? Yeah, you got lost for a minute. We're, we're not going to keep you long. Uh, what do you got planned for tonight? You gonna you going out and, and gonna torture some bartenders, or, or are you are you exhausted? Little bit of both. We got into Kansas City late last night. I'm probably going to try to put a dent into this Jello shot tab. I heard that. That was a little bit dangerous, but um, outside of that, probably just try to get a good night's sleep and see what happens tomorrow. Um, but on the on the point of just talking about you're talking about the crowd, I, it really was amazing to me, and I don't get amazed by a lot of things. But Ole Miss kind of took that game over, and you're asking what tomorrow's going to be. Like, I, I really can't imagine it, honestly. Um, it it's it was fifteen and twenty thousand Ole Miss people tomorrow, and I imagine it'll just be more. Yeah, there's no question there'll be more that try to get there for tomorrow, and and that. They, if they open it up to just complete standing room only, they'll set whatever record they want to set on crowd tomorrow. There's no question about that. Hey, go enjoy a uh, Jello shot. The standing room only dirty little secret about that was just <laughs> Jello shot. I got you on the, on the house. Okay, yeah, you're breaking up on us. Have fun tonight. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Sounds good, Neil. Have a good one. All right, buddy. That's Brian Rippy in Omaha. Uh, almost a thousand of you in here right now. Listen, do me a favor if you would. I don't ask. I, I, I failed to ask this enough. Actually, hit the like button. Um, if you are not a subscriber to this uh, YouTube channel, we're getting super close to uh, five thousand subscribers, which will help let us do a few more things. So, uh, if you're not a subscriber, hit the subscriber button. Hit the subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Hit the bell if you'd like for notifications for when we come on. But um, please hit the like button. Hit the uh, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed. We would certainly appreciate that a lot. I don't think Brian was – he might be a little tipsy. I think what happened was his, his signal's so bad that when, it's, when, it, when it got good, all of his words sped up. And so – but anyway, great, great hearing from him. Uh, I'm glad he got to go to Omaha with his, uh, with his brother. It's bound to be a lot of fun. We've appreciated him. Um, throughout this postseason, all that he does on our podcast network. He's been a huge addition to our podcast network with his podcast and then agreeing to come on these shows night after night after night uh, as Ole Miss makes this run through uh, the College World Series to the brink of a national championship. Um, Still a little while before we're going to get to Chase. He's doing postgame stuff right now. 
So what I'll do here in a minute is I'll open up the uh, I'll open up the phone lines. We'll take some of your calls. Again, tomorrow at 2, Ole Miss, Oklahoma in game two. Ole Miss wins tomorrow, and they are the national champions. In the event that Oklahoma wins tomorrow, they'll play Monday night in a winner-take-all national championship game. All right, so I'm going to um, – there's the phone number. Let me move that up. Okay. 662-259-0991 is the number. I know a couple of you were trying to call a minute ago, but I was on the phone with Brian, so I couldn't take your call, so I can take it now. And uh, we'll get to Chase whenever Chase is ready in Omaha. I'm sure he's doing post-game stuff as we speak. Again, Jack Darty was perfect tonight through five innings. Didn't give up anything. Just nobody could have predicted that that he would pitch that well. It was the, the game that Ole Miss was worried about. Turns out they shouldn't have been. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is David from Georgia. It's, ha- it's worked so far, Neil, so I'm calling you again. <laughs> well, hey, David. I, I, Neil, I, I need help with my emotions right now. We, I've never been this close to being so happy in my life. This right here would be like the, 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 the third happiest day of my life besides my two kids being born. My, my wedding day wouldn't imagine this. And my wife is sitting right next to me, so I might be divorced <laughs> by the morning time. But whatever. I was going to say, you shouldn't have um, said that, David. Huh? You shouldn't have said that, David. You got you to My s- wife understands. She's oh. a good woman. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, <laughs> And we got Hunter Elliott going on full rest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's all. It, you going to be able to make it to tomorrow at 2 o'clock? I'm drinking right now. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I might actually get up in the morning and go get some vodka and make my own jello shots and send the money to Omaha and see if they'll count that. I don't know what to do. You've covered national championships before. I haven't really given a crap about them until now because we've never been this close. I. I, I'm speechless, man. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Listen, it's gonna be. It, it's gonna be a long day tomorrow for you. But at least it's a day game and not a night. Not a night game. If it were a night game, I'd worry. Yeah. About, I'd worry about your health. But it's a day game. Yeah, my health is not good right now. <laughs> so there, that is that. There's no shit about that. Pardon my language, but I. If we win this, I might be in jail. <laughs> well, hopefully your wife. My wife's gonna be at work, so she won't be able to bail me out until after ten. Oh well, don't go to <laughs> don't go to jail, David. You can you can call the post game show tomorrow. You can go to college corner college corner store dot com and order all your championship gear. That would be a better thing to I, do I, than I, to go to jail. I, I've already told my wife. I've already told my wife if we win it tomorrow, I'm buying all the things. Um, you should now. Would you accept a collect call from jail? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's been a it's been a minute since I took a collect call. I don't know. I don't know how that works on uh, on Skype. Something tells me it doesn't work on Skype. So don't go to jail, David. All right, I'll do my best not to. I'll just scream into a pillow and stay inside. But oh, uh, Neil, holy God, man, we might actually do this. Yeah, I think you're going to, David. I'm gonna get. To, hey, I'm gonna get to some other calls. Don't go to jail tomorrow. Okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, Talk to bye. you then. Bye. 
Imagine David speaks for a lot of people. Uh, I know there was a 910 number that was trying to call uh, a couple of times just then. I'll get to everything I can. Hey, who do we have? Hey, how's it going? Hey, who's this? Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Feeling unbelievable tonight. Unbelievable that we are one game away. One game away from winning it the first national title in any major men's sports in my lifetime, and I'm 41. Yeah, it is It is absolutely remarkable. Um, and, and not necessarily that you're about to do it, but that it's this team that's about to do it. it it's – I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, I've been saying this for weeks now, but it's, it's still true. It's an incredible story. And, and, um, the way they're playing right now, they're, they're, it would take, it, but, but it would take something to lose. It, it would, it would. It, and again, if, if, if you look at it, we threw a pitcher that had less experience than almost any pitcher on the roster. And, and dealt a perfect five-inning baseball game to give us a four-run uh, a lead going into the fifth, sixth inning. Like, it's, it's, it's storybook. It's funny. It's like this is what ESPN 30 for 30, NFL Films, yeah. all, everyone, any media outlet that you cover this, when it's over, looks for because it'll make a, motion major, a major motion picture. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely unbelievable. It's a really cool story. Hey, uh, Jonathan, I, I'm sure you'll you won't mind here. I'm going to let you go so that I can get to Chase. He's ready in Omaha. Hey, sounds good. Okay, talk to you soon, potty, buddy. Potty, go All right. Bye. All right, I'm going to get to uh, to Chase here. He just texted me that he's ready to go, so I'm going to get to him, and then we'll come back after we visit with Chase, and we'll take your calls. Hey, Neil. Hey, Chase. How are you? I'm good. Just finished the post-game press conference. Got back up to the uh, press box. A little more cleared out tonight because there's only, obviously, two teams remaining, not a bunch of other games. So it should be quiet. We're in pretty good shape tonight. People are nervous. People are exuberant. Uh, David's worried that he's going to go to jail tomorrow, uh, that that uh, he just can't handle. He, his, he's in a glass case of emotions, and I think he speaks for probably a lot of people right now. Ole Miss one win away from a national championship. The fact that the last five of the last six national champions lost game one in the title series, is that what's bothering <laughs> It was Chase Parham that said that, not me. I, I, listen, I, I know that's happened. The way that game – It has no bearing on – Jack Leiter beating Mississippi State last year in game one has no bearing on Ole Miss and Oklahoma right now, I and, promise. And, and I, don't, I don't know. You and I have talked about this kind of stuff about other teams before. I mean, the Saints, the Cubs, the teams that we follow that we talk about. Sometimes a team just feels like it's destined. And this Ole Miss team kind of feels like it's destined right now. The, the example I gave a minute ago was on uh, Thursday, Connor Nolan gave up two runs in eight innings, pitched like an ace. Tonight, I know the kid wasn't dominant, but he struck out 10 and walked nobody against Jack Darty, And Ole Miss won both of those games. And now you're going to hand the ball to Hunter Elliott, who's been lights out in the postseason. It just feels like, like you always say, the ball's on the racket. 
they're doing everything like you thought this team could do to be in this position at the beginning of the year. You know, in a lot of ways, 65, 70 games, they don't matter. What matters is the talent you have on the field, getting hot at the right time and playing your best baseball. And Ole Miss is doing that in so many different ways. They have figured out pitching. Mike Bianco, I mean, I, I read the message for some day. He's been brilliant in this, this postseason as far as pushing buttons, doing different things that, you know, it's not a hindsight game. It's not where, hey, I'm going to warm somebody up and in a second they're going to be ready. He, he's been really, really good. He's been cool. He, you know, he, he took a different tack. You know, he, he talked about in the press conference tonight that a lot of times they'll tell teams to calm down, to slow down, to, you know, put everything in the moment. He said, no, press the gas pedal. You're here. You're good enough. Go play, be aggressive and just go play your baseball game. I think he knew that the crowd was going to be what it is. I mean, he called it a football game. He said that it's, he, he, he said it felt more like, more like a football atmosphere than actually a baseball game. Ole Miss overwhelmed everything from a crowd standpoint. And they fed off that. And I know the Oklahoma kid, I tweeted it, Blake Robertson, he said the crowd had no impact. It was a lie. The crowd absolutely spooked Oklahoma early. Yes. It rattled them. The, the, you know, the shortstop, who's an All-American, made an error right there off the top. Yep. Bentley, the catcher. I mean, it was, it, it was chaos for Oklahoma until they kind of settled in there. And it, absolutely, that's what had a part of that. But you watch this game, and that eighth inning, and I know we're, we're jumping around, but it's kind of where my thoughts are. Sure. Doherty sets a World College World Series record in a championship series. Nobody had sat down 15 in a row. He does that. And then in the eighth, it felt like it was slipping a little bit. You're sitting there. It's what I'm writing about. It's 4-2. You got out of the jam, but Oklahoma's in striking distance. And you have a chance to add on, and you're, as Mike said, wrecking the inning. They bunt and get the runner out at third. They double steal, and the replay showed he was out. And you go, you don't score here, and it's just 4-2, and it's definitely a ball game. Pow, 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 pow. Three home runs in a row. T.J. McCants, who has a thumb injury, he told me last week he was only 80%. He's hitting 190 against left-handers. He hits the ball out of the ballpark on a breaking ball. Calvin Harris hits the ball 430 at, at Charles Schwab, which is almost unbelievable. It's the second longest home run ever hit at Charles Schwab behind Brady Slavins the other day against Ole Miss. And then Justin Bench follows through. I mean, it was the marquee moment, not just in putting the game away, but when the momentum had started to swing and Oklahoma had, was getting some life and there was all these different things. They put the ball game away, and that was it right there. And, that, and, and, and you know, Ole Miss, what, what has to be troubling for Oklahoma is not even necessarily losing a game or losing a game with your ace. It's that Ole Miss just like the better baseball team. When you, when you go top to bottom, yeah. Ole Miss just looked better than the Sooners tonight. Yeah. Agree completely. And I mean more talented, not even how they played. They just looked like a better put-together baseball program. Agreed completely. They, they, there was a – they there was a there was a class difference, if you will. And I don't mean like whether the human beings. I don't mean like that. I just mean the I mean the players. There was there was a talent gap. You saw it, um, you know. And when Elko plays well, and but so much of it right now is like in the first inning. You know, he got the first two hitters out, and then Elko gets on. Graham does his thing. Graham steals a base. The shortstop makes an error. Um, they just kind of do their thing. They, 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 different people contribute in different ways. Chatney had three hits tonight. Um, you know, Bench. He had three hits. Dunhurst had a hit. Dun, Dunhurst played really well behind the plate, and their eight, nine, one guys hit home runs. Yeah, I mean that's an overwhelming lineup when you look one through nine and what happened. Yeah, they just wear you down. There's never that. In, there's there's very rarely that inning for the other team where they go, okay, we can we can kind of put this inning on cruise and get through it and, and catch our breath, get a drink, and, and get ready for the next the next challenge. Every inning's a challenge right now, and that wears that you know, wears college pitchers out. Again, uh, the the Bennett kid he pitched okay. I mean, he was fine. I mean, he he didn't walk anybody. He struck out ten. 
Um, he, he didn't get hit super hard, and yet they lost. It just it's it, it has it the way that they're playing right now. <coughs> it just kind of feels like um, there's an inevitability to it. They're winning baseball games because they're just playing cleaner than their opponents every time. They're yeah. they're they're hitting ball in gaps. They're getting big hits. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you've got to play so good offensively to win to this level. They're winning right now. But the reason Ole Miss is mostly winning is they're not walking anybody on the mound. They're not committing a lot of errors in the field. They're not doing anything from a wild pitch pass ball standpoint. They're not giving away opportunities to the other team to, to, to really maximize it. Because if you look at all their games and the way you play in this park, yes, you hit the balls down the line. You hit the balls to the gap. You can't hit the balls out to center field. But what wins and loses in this park is mistakes. But to, and, and I get this cliche, but I don't even necessarily mean like that. I just mean Ole Miss is putting people on the mound that throw strikes. They're just throwing it over the plate and saying, hey, try to hit it. Ole Miss is a very power-dominant pitching staff that can get you on your heels with fastballs and sliders. I mean, that's what Doherty did. I mean, he just came right at them. He was efficient. He was averaging 12 pitches per inning through his first five innings before, you know, just fatigue and the, the moment got to him and he had a velocity dip and they had to get him out of there and get to Mason Nichols. But Ole Miss is winning baseball games because they're just playing better than everybody else. They're not making any stupid mistakes. They're so confident. They're feeding off the crowd as much as it's potentially affecting the other team or is affecting the other team. I mean, you saw it again tonight. There in the ninth inning, I mean, Gonzalez catches that ball and just kind of on his back foot just flicks it over there. I mean, it's a whipple ball game out there out there at times for them right now. Their emotional leaders are doing it, and then they got help from everywhere tonight. Tim Wilco has was it four hits, something four like hits. that. Yeah, four hits. Yeah, and, and I think every you know I think everything he had was at least one hundred five, maybe from an exit velocity standpoint. You know, Kim Alderman hits that ball off the wall that was the hardest hit ball of the night. It was an absolute rocket. It was one thirteen off the bat. They're late. You get the home runs from those three guys. Mason Nichols coming in just nails from a true freshman who admitted he was nervous, is a wreck. He only gives up the one run. That won the baseball game. And then, you know, Mike had a little bit of a weird decision there at the end. I asked him about it after the game on do you take Mallet Mallets out, put a Derek Diamond in the night to save everybody, do you use Brandon Johnson to make sure you get it, but not extend Mallets or Johnson and have them for the rest of the weekend. He opts to leave Josh in. He ends up throwing 40 pitches, so that, that minimizes him for tomorrow, obviously, and then looking ahead to Monday. And he said, you know, it, it, there was a lot of different ways to go there. I don't know that he felt he made the right or the wrong decision, but it was sort of a coin flip, and that's what they went with. So they're they're pretty good bullpen-wise, but Mallets is probably used up for tomorrow. Yeah, I was, I was going to get to that because I saw Derek Diamond warming up in the uh, in the ninth. That As that pitch count with Mallets sort of rose in a seven-run game, you thought, mm, this might be the one – this might be the one move that you, you, you wish you had back because he, he's clearly not going to be – I wouldn't think he's available at all tomorrow and he would be probably available on, to some capacity on Monday. But like you said, the bullpen's, the bullpen's pretty fresh for tomorrow and, and you're throwing out Hunter Elliott who has a legitimate shot to give you, what, seven innings? I mean, that's what he's been doing throughout the postseason. You've covered this kid. Is, is he – he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to get rattled in a moment like this or that the stage is going to be too big for him. In, in fact, he feels like the opposite of that. Well, he hasn't yet. I mean, you look at it, and he was feeding off things in Hattiesburg a week ago. He's already pitched in Omaha in front of a big crowd against a really damn good team in Arkansas. I mean, he's he's handled every moment. And what's going to happen tomorrow is it's not a hostile crowd. It's not what Kate Horton is going to see as a true freshman from – or not a freshman, a true freshman, but you know, second-year guy out of Oklahoma – where he's going to be battling the same thing that, that Jake Bennett battled today. It's going to be a rock concert, and Hunter Elliott's going to be the main act. I mean, they're all for him. It's going to be lifting him up, if anything. So, no, it's he's not going to be hearing, you know, whoopee, suey in the fifth inning. That's not what's going on right now for, for Hunter Elliott. So, I see no reason why he wouldn't handle it. I mean, what's going to be the big thing for him 
is not the crowd. It's straight emotions and the magnitude of the moment that he knows that he has the ball to give Ole Miss a national championship tomorrow. And what does that look like? And, you know, saying, hey, calm down enough to just execute because he's not a guy that's going to overpower everybody. He's got to be on his game. He's got to be efficient. He's got to use his changeup. He's got to use his breaking ball. He's got to pitch like the left-hander that he is. So that'll be what's the, the challenge is, you know, early in the game, can Ole Miss get him a couple runs? Can Ole Miss calm him down? Ole Miss will be the home team tomorrow. All those different things to kind of settle him, get it going. And then after that, you know, I think he'll be completely fine. But I, I do think those first two innings, just from a straight emotional standpoint, are, are, are big for him. Because, I mean, look, it's a, it's a hell of a moment tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's that. And, and all of those things, though, apply to the, the kid for Oklahoma who pitches with the season on the line. He's pitching against a team trying to win the national title against him that day. He's pitching against a program that he was once committed to. And, you know, he's got a live arm, but he hasn't thrown a lot of innings this year as he comes back from Tommy John. And he's got to deal with his emotions, too, because you don't want to you know, get into that deal where you're trying to overthrow and stuff like that. Because right now, the other thing that Ole Miss isn't doing is they're not chasing a lot of pitches. No, and what Oklahoma will do tomorrow, I think, is as soon as Horton is out, I think they'll go to Trevor Michael, their, their All-American closer, and just hope that he can go long enough. He's, he's kind of a long relief guy. He's kind of like an old Miss reliever that they've had over the years that can go three, four innings, throw 40, 50, even 60 pitches. So I think in a perfect world, it would burn him for Monday, which would put Oklahoma in a hell of a mess because they used all their left-handers tonight. Their bullpen's not very good. I mean, that's why they were a two-seed is that other than their closer, they're not – very good at all other than the third starter Sandlin I think is his name and then and then that closer so they they would be scuffling beyond that but I think that Skip Johnson probably knows that Horton you know is not going to give him eight or anything tomorrow especially if Ole Miss does work that count and kind of get after him a little bit I think he knows he's probably got to burn my, you know, Michael to some extent and that's really going to affect things moving forward but I, I think that's probably the avenue I would expect that you see Oklahoma's closer as soon as Horton is out whether that's the third fourth fifth eighth ninth whatever it is if I had told you I know the answer to this, but I'm asking for our audience. If I had told you on the night that Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt, if I had told you that on June Sunday, June the 26th, Ole Miss would take the field needing one win to be national champions, how insane would you have thought I was? I would definitely have wanted to, to, to make sure and check for all your faculties and make sure you were, in, you, were, you were in working condition for whatever we had coming up. And I would have said that the offense got red hot in ways that, yes, there was a certain pitching way you had to do it, but that they were just going to completely hit their way to it. And that's what's been amazing. And, uh, you know, they, they haven't done that. They've actually won this thing by pitching. I mean, they've hit when they needed to, and they've been very, very efficient. But that's what started me about this whole thing. So, yeah, look, I'd be very, very, very surprised. I would be shocked. I would be all the words that you are saying. But, you know, the ingredients were there. We just didn't yeah. think they could put them together. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, they, they, all, they were all sitting out there. Well, they'd run out of time, Chase. The, it was just, yeah, it was just whether the – you know, they, they hadn't shown it. It is yeah. point this year, frankly, they hadn't put it all together. So what was going to make you think this was the year that they exercised every damn demon they had out there and could possibly do? Because, I mean, I mean, it, it is it is one hell of a story if they win one more baseball game. I mean, it's like Mike lined up every greatest hit that he had to overcome and he's just plucking them off one by one, like the little figurines right there with a the BB gun shooting at them. I mean, it is, it is absolutely a crazy story. He's one away. You know, I thought Oklahoma's mindset after the game was kind of interesting. They were, I couldn't decide if they were pissed or if they were trying to give themselves confidence. Um, they were complimentary of Ole Miss, but they were very, Hey, we're going to fix it tomorrow. We're fine tomorrow. Don't worry. We're worried. One, one guy, one of the guys even said, Hey, I'm glad this happened today because we're going to slow down and we're going to win the next two games. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if he guaranteed victory. Don't put those words in my mouth, but you know, he was very toward that direction. 
and I thought, okay, I think you want to believe it, but I'm not 100% sure you believe it right now. Um, they gave, you know, the, st the stuff about the crowd and all this stuff. They said all the right things, but they just kind of seemed rattled a little bit. They did not anticipate this coming in. I think that, you know, they respected Ole Miss. I think, I think Skip Johnson, the Oklahoma coach, did everything he could do to try to convince – them that, hey, this is a team that was number one in the country. Don't look over there and see three seed and team that had to play an extra game and all that kind of stuff. They came in today with Bennett thinking they're going to win today. This is the one they're going to get. They're going to be up one to nothing when they go into bed. And they're going to try to win this thing tomorrow. And almost as soon as Kevin Graham gets this hit and Ole Miss pops them a little bit, they were sort of on their heels. And even in the post game, they hadn't really recovered from it. So I think it's a challenge for Oklahoma tomorrow because, yeah, the, is it is it marinades? And I think about it more and more and more. I don't really think they believed what they were saying there in the post game. These first couple innings tomorrow have a chance for Ole Miss to really jump out and and kind of steal some momentum, steal some psyche from the Sooners tomorrow. What was Ole Miss like in its post game? As jubilant as humanly possible. Uh, Tim Elko smiled the entire time. Mike was at ease. He was laughing, cutting up, making jokes. They were they were completely and utterly cool, calm, all the cliches, everything you can ma imagine. They just came in, answered the questions, were joking, laughing, and left the park. I mean, you know, I said I, I think they fed off everything. I thought they fed off the early runs. I thought they fed off the crowd. You know, Mike said that he never allows himself to do this, but that a couple times it got so loud that he actually stopped and appreciated the environment as he was playing out and didn't just focus on the field. He said that when, and I imagine this song is what did it, but he said when Sweet Caroline came over the intercom, it was so loud. He said he had never heard anything like it at a baseball stadium. And he kind of stopped and looked around and kind of just took in, you know, what the program was doing here, what the program was representing here. I mean, because the storyline is obviously almost one win from the World Series, but the other storyline is how, almost as a fan base has created this rock concert environment and just taken over the stadium. Because if you weren't here, I don't know how to put it in words. I don't want to focus on the fans completely, but well, it, I, but it I, I want to get an impact on the game. It's relevant. It was yeah. 20, they announced 25,000 and change. And I think if you said there were 20,000 Ole Miss fans, that was too low of a number. Then yeah. Oklahoma had half of one section and that was it. Everything else was Ole Miss. The outfield was Ole Miss. The Oklahoma side, other than that one section, was Ole Miss. I mean, it was it was completely and utterly a home game, except it was ten times louder because it was twenty thousand instead of twelve thousand or whatever it was. I mean, it every time Ole Miss kind of needed a jolt, they got it from the fan base because that's the other thing too. Even there in the, in, in, I guess it was at the six when Oklahoma scored. Um, even yeah. during that period yeah. of time. You know, it's a spot where, look, let's be honest, it's Swayze. The fans have kind of gotten on their heels a little bit. They've gotten quiet, and the anxiety has come in. That didn't happen tonight. They just got up and up and up and up and kind of willed the Rebels through that sixth inning. They willed Mason Nichols through that inning and just kind of got back down to business. I mean, it was – you know, I've been to a lot of baseball games, and the only thing that I know to compare it to, and I'm not even sure it's justified, is I told, I told one of the guys sitting next to me, it reminded me of like a game seven at Fenway Park is what it reminded me of. Where we one of those deals where it's Red Sox and Yankees and the place is just going freaking bonkers. That's all I could really come up with because I, I was texting with people and they said it was insane chaos. I mean, it was it had turned into a really strange, weird, great environment for Ole Miss tonight, and I assume it'll be even more tomorrow. I mean, I bet there's people that get in cars and I don't know how they're going to get tickets, but they'll probably show up that we're not even here tonight. There was one fan failure when Bench hit his home run. There was hardly uh -huh. there was hardly any beer showers. But there were some. Well, they were they were out. They <laughs> exactly. I'm joking. Three in a row. I'm joking. Yeah, they'd already exhausted yeah. the beers yeah. throwing the air. The supply was extinguished at that point. So. Well, yeah. It, it, actually, on benches, it appeared that a lot of people just threw their cup into the air. 
because there, there was still, it's, there was it's nothing in the cup. It's, sim- it's symbolic at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I was. I was. It was a joke. I was playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'd already thrown the beer into the air, and they had not had time to go replenish, and and so they just threw the cup. It was, it was wild to watch on television. I mean, it really was. It was. Could you hear it through the TV? Yeah, I mean, you could hear it. It's, um, you know, as you know, it's like I told somebody the other day. They're like, "How come you're not, like Chase is all fired up? Like Chase is there. Chase can feel the energy in the building because he's in the building. I'm, I'm not. And so there's a difference. But yeah, no, you could tell. You could tell it was different. You could tell that the Oklahoma kids were were rattled. I thought they were rattled a couple of times. You could tell the Ole Miss kids were feeding off of it. Um, you it, it was an advantage. It was a home game, and I can't even imagine what tomorrow will be like. I mean, I, I said a minute ago, if if they're smart, they just sell. I guess there's a fire code that would probably kick in at some point. But if they're smart, they just sell. You you can break every record that you want to break tomorrow in terms of attendance i mean oxford's a, a ghost town today chase i mean nobody's here except me i'm i'm it i'm like I, I, i'm the only person here and but i mean it's just uh it's it's just different and and then i don't know i i feel sorry for the oklahoma kids and i feel sorry for the bartenders in omaha tonight that i mean i guess they're gonna make good money but my god they're gonna be just like sprinting back there no, look, it's an open thing, and you give Ole Miss credit because they have the fan base that's doing this. Um, I you know I asked somebody, and I'm not comparing it to this. It's not my, my point, though, is you know everybody. There's some national people doing the hey, is there more Ole Miss people this year or state people last year or anything like that? Oklahoma does have more people than Vanderbilt did last year. You know what I mean? So you're automatically kind of a disadvantage given larger larger fan base. But no, they're overtaking it in a way that my point is. It's a complete disadvantage to Oklahoma on what's supposed to be a neutral site, but that's not Ole Miss's fault or problem. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. Up, no. Do it what it is. I mean, the tickets are open. I mean, it is It is an incredibly difficult place for Oklahoma to play right now, but, I mean, such is life. I mean, I, I did laugh. There was an SEC chant that broke out at one point. And I go, guys, that, that's only going to be good for, like, the next 18 months. I mean, go ahead, but there's an expiration date on it before you uh, before you extinguish that out. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, it was pretty nuts to the point that, we kind of share a stairwell with a lot of the fans leaving. And as soon as the third out was recorded, I said, I better get out of here and beat them down because otherwise I was going to be clogged up. And I was, I was worried I might miss the first part of Oklahoma's press conference because they were, they were very fast off the field and into the, uh, into the, into the bowels of the stadium. Uh, Jeffrey just sent me a text. He said, it reminds him of, um, of when uh, LSU made all those runs in the nineties in Omaha and they would just take the city over and take the stadium over. And I, I remember that. I mean, they would just, it would turned into a LSU party and that's what it, that's what it feels like. I'm watching it on on TV. It's a larger baseball version of what Kentucky does in, for the SEC tournament. Oh, okay. That's a that's something I can kind of wrap my head around. That's what it is. It is. It's Catlanta, except in a baseball version and a much higher level. Well, like when, when I mean, you when, couldn't you couldn't find pockets of other fans at yeah. all. They weren't there. Have they run? Brent wants to know if they run, has the Schwab or whatever it's called. Have they run out of um, run out of beer yet? I think they have, are quite stocked up. I think they were prepared. I know that they've still got the jello shots going across the road with the way. I mean, it's uh, they have they have tried to maximize the potential revenue. I think that Ole Miss fans were, are supplying them over the course of this week. They've uh, as they should. They, 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 they I think they recognized. Hey, we better but better make sure there's a number and a few extra cases in the back for for whatever's coming. Because yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean. It's today, and I don't know what the Sunday liquor laws are, but let Ole Miss win a game that's over at five thirty, six o'clock tomorrow for the national title, and God help everybody in Omaha tomorrow night. What do you think tomorrow is going to be like? 
Um, it'll be – if Ole Miss plays well and gets out to a lead, I think you've got as much of a coronation as you can have, a, a cleansing. Um, it's, it's all on Hunter Elliott. I mean, look, Horton's going to be good. He's, he's really talented. I mean, you're going to see a high 90s fastball. You're going to see a, a slaughter that's made him a very high draft pick considering he's 16, 17 months outside Tommy John. He's draft eligible and only his second season because of him turning 21 years old. So, look, he's dominant. I mean, he can shut down Ole Miss tomorrow. He can be a huge problem for the Rebels. But they've got Hunter Elliott going, and if Hunter settles down early, I think that Ole Miss has the advantage in this game. I mean, I went in today. I wrote this in the in the pitching report on on Jake Bennett. I said all the pressure on Oklahoma. This is the one they have to have, and tomorrow's the one with the pressure on Ole Miss that they have to have. Instead, Ole Miss hammers the Sooners. They set up great for tomorrow, and I think in a perfect world, Mike Bianco hands Hunter Elliott the ball, comes back and gets it in seven innings, and then he hands the ball to Brandon Johnson to go try to go win a national title. I mean, Ole Miss. Ole Miss would be a betting favorite tomorrow if I were setting the lines in Vegas. I mean, I would have Ole Miss 125, 140, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think so. I might even go higher than that. After watching what I watched tonight, I might go as high as 160. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's got a – and then look, they're a good baseball team. I mean, you know, I don't want to act like they're the bad news bears out there. They're Sure. They will make a run at some point tomorrow. I mean, they're not going to just give in after all the success they've had. They've – They've been here before. They lost a game against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. I just don't they mentioned it today. They lost a game against Florida. I mean, they 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 have done what's going on. But I mean, it, it, with all due respect to the kid and the the audience and the question, they haven't done it here in this situation in this moment against this team. Yeah, and they don't have the lineup that like they can't hit the ball at the ballpark really they yeah. don't hit many home runs I, I was i was gonna say arkansas and then i was trying to think who else would i say i mean they don't have like an lsu lineup or even to some degree an auburn lineup where you have Deshera and pierce you have guys that can can really drive the ball out of the ballpark at any time it's not like where you face arkansas in the middle of that lineup and even some of the people at the bottom of that lineup can can drive the ball out of the ballpark and they're always a threat they, they stress you as a pitching staff it just doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like these guys do that. And I know they came out of the loser's bracket in Gainesville and, and they lost a game in Blacksburg, but this feels different. Their path to success offensively is Ole Miss walking people, not throwing enough strikes, kicking a ball around, and then running like crazy on Hayden Dunhurst. I mean, that that's the way they have to win, and there's no sign of that. I mean, even today when they got on, I, they, they didn't really push it. I, th- I thought that – and I know there weren't a ton of opportunities. They didn't have a base runner through the first five innings. But at no point did they feel like they were really stressing other than that one bunt. And I think that's what they will do tomorrow. I expect them to be more aggressive, frankly, even at the plate. They mentioned that they got behind too much 0-1, 1-2, 0-2. I think they're going to swing more tomorrow. So can Elliott, you know, kind of extend that strike zone? Can he get more swings and misses if they do that? Because I think that's going to be the game plan. They're not as good against left-handers as right-handers. I mean, you could tell they were a little stressed even over that fact tomorrow facing Hunter Elliott. And then I think if they get on base, they're going to go down with their DNA, which makes sense if you're Oklahoma. I think they are going to run. I think they're going to hit and run. I think they're going to slash. I think Ole Miss has to have a really clean defensive game because I think the Sooners, maybe even at their own detriment, are going to run like crazy and do tons of aggressive stuff to try to force the issue and put Ole Miss behind the eight ball at some point tomorrow. Anything else? That's kind of it. I mean, you know, look, I mean, I, I do think we mentioned it for a little bit, but I mean, Jack Doherty, the guy had three starts all season. He hasn't <laughs> had one in several months. When was when his, his last? Was against Oral Roberts. When I mean, was his he, last it's, start? It's heavy stuff. When was his last He's start? Tennessee. <laughs> Here's a stat for you. He goes five innings, one, two, three. 
in his three previous starts, he had one inning of one, two, three, and all three starts combined. Yeah, I mean, comes to Omaha and does it five in a row. I mean, it was <laughs> it was not a nine inning shutout or not a nine inning complete game like Michael Roth, but it was that type of performance that, and frankly, in the same way, fastball, slider, throw the ball over the plate, throw it hard over the plate, and make them hit. That's what he did, and they couldn't do it. I mean, he was he it was that type of moment today that you know all the home runs and the blowout probably are going to take away in the sixth inning from exactly how good he was and what he did for Ole Miss today because. He, at the end of the at the end of five innings, that Oklahoma had no hits, and at the end of six innings, they only had two runs. You would take that with an ace or anybody else on the mound. I mean, Jack Doherty, sure. if Ole Miss wins this thing tomorrow, he should be on the All Tournament team. I mean, he was he was phenomenal tonight. Let me, since we have spent no time on it, let me ask you this: If it were to go to Monday, how much do you think Ole Miss could count on? And the reason I'm I'm, I'm asking this for a reason. How much do you think Ole Miss could count on getting out of Dylan DeLucia, and does that impact the way that perhaps you use John Gaddis or Jack Washburn at all tomorrow in if it came to that in the middle innings? I think I think you would start DeLucia because he wants to start versus relief, and that guarantees that whatever he has, you're doing it in a scoreless game or a close game early, and you don't look up and go, well, we wish we'd have done that, and he's sharper than we thought, but it's out of hand now. So you don't want to do that. You want to start him. That puts him in the best situation for success. And, look, he's been phenomenal. He's been Superman-like. But in my head, it's three, four innings. I think that's about all you can legitimately ask from him three days after throwing on four days rest, after already throwing 114 and 113 pitches in this tournament and now having a third start. I think he would get enough outs to potentially break Roger Clemens' record for most uh, innings without a walk in the College World Series. But otherwise, three, four, and then I do think they would bridge to Gattis. Like I said, Oklahoma doesn't hit left-handers very well. That gives you a difference versus, you know, Delusia to Washburn is not a ton of difference. But when you go Delusia to Gattis, that switches eye angles and things up and different and whatnot. And then you would go back to Mallets or Johnson or whatever you've done at the end to close it out. So I think I think Mike's plan on Monday would be Delucia, Gaddis, and hope that the next time he has a decision is at least into the seventh inning or later. What are you going to do tonight? You heading out to Omaha, heading out to the Market District, and going to shut it down? I've got a lot of writing to do. I I was <laughs> kind of struggling with what exactly my hook was. I came up with it, but then the press conference just happened fast. So I've got a, I got a good bit of work. We're going to get back. We're going to do some stuff. Rebelgrove.com, put some content up at least start a couple things for the morning because the quick turnaround makes it where I can't necessarily, you know, lollygag too long before the, the, the first pitch tomorrow. So we'll no. do some of that. And, yeah, we're not getting in the chaos in the market, in, in old market tonight. I, I, I'll i get some text. I'll get some pictures. I'm sure I'll get some videos from some friends. But, but Chase won't be out there in the middle of that, uh, that mess tonight. No, and you've got the pressure of you have to start thinking about the ultimate column, the column that, you know, you probably had, had not given much thought to until – I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday might have been the first time that you started to think about it. You know, and, and I can remember when I was covering LSU football um, and the year they won the national championship with Saban, knowing I was writing, I had to write about that and trying to put that in proper perspective and stuff. And there was a different pressure that I felt at that point because I knew that, you know, every everyone was reading that. Like everyone's going to go – Everyone's going to save what you write if if it happens tomorrow. They're going to save it, so there's pressure on you for it to be, for it to be kind of perfect. And you'll feel that tomorrow. I mean, you you really will. It's it's going to hit you in a day in a way that writing about game two of the Auburn series doesn't hit you. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because this, of all years, what you're talking about is true. But in addition to that, just the stupidity of all the different potential storylines that is this team, it's like, where the hell do you start? Because, I mean, this this is a coach that was out the door and I think, three weeks ago. And I now think he's a that's game where you start. I think that's where you start. Yeah. I think you start on Selection Monday. Yeah, I think I think you start on Selection Monday and you go backwards and then you go forwards. I mean, as I'm sitting here thinking in my mind how I would try to sort of structure it, I think that's probably the way I would go. I would I would start on the morning of selection. They're morning. telling us that we're jinxing the hell out of them right now, aren't we? No, not really. I think and, and, and you know, you know, and I don't believe in that. But tonight, and most people saw this. I did compliment Hayden Dunhurst for catching foul tips, and it was a good ninety seconds later when he dropped a third strike foul tip. Ninety seconds. I don't believe in those things, but it did happen today. <laughs> Tyler says I'm going to be writing about Vandy football next year if I don't chill. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just don't. I don't believe in that stuff anymore. I, I really don't. I don't. This this team is a veteran team that. If they lose, it's going to be because Oklahoma goes and beats them. It's not going to be because they freak out. No, they're going to wake up energetic and seize the moment. They're not going to be nervous. I mean, there will be nerves, but they're not going to play timid tomorrow. They're going to play excited. Yeah, I mean, if, they're they're here. If you told me a team played timid tomorrow, I would tell you it's Oklahoma. There's just no sign that this – listen, if this team were going to be timid and freaked out and nervous, they would have lost on Thursday to Arkansas after they had that game on Wednesday night. That's just the truth. That's the truth. And it is. And, Chase, I think you're going to vouch for me here. If this team was going to have a moment where they were going to freak out and get super tight and lose it, it was going to be against Arkansas on Thursday. After that Wednesday game, knowing that Connor Nolan was going to the mound, knowing the kind of program that Arkansas is, knowing that they were going – you knew that Arkansas was absolutely going to answer the bell. You knew it. There was no question about it. And they did. And you had to beat them. You had to play really well. If there was going to be a moment where this team choked, that was the moment. Yeah, that was the team. I mean, we mentioned this. I mean, Arkansas was the evil empire. Oklahoma's just a team over there that, frankly, Ole Miss just thinks they're better than. Let's be honest. If Ole Miss loses, it wasn't because they overlooked them or because they did anything else. But they went into it with supreme confidence. I mean, there was nothing that happened tonight for Ole Miss to get up in the morning and go, oh, man, we're scared to death. They're going to get us tomorrow. Yeah, if there was a day to be scared, it was Thursday. Mm -hmm. And they weren't scared. They rebounded. They were devastated when they lost that game on Wednesday night, and they came back and they knew what they knew what was in store the next day. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was. And, and they they answered the bell. And that's 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 kind of the team they they are right now. They're they're a team that answers the bell day in and day out. If there was going to be a moment, that was the moment. So we'll see. Two o'clock tomorrow. Hunter yeah. Elliott, Kate Horton. Uh, Left-hander for Ole Miss, right-hander for uh, for the Sooners, and we'll see what happens. Uh, get some rest. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That's Chase Parham live from uh, Omaha. Yeah, I mean, someone in the thread said Delucia just shoved against Arkansas. The, the offense didn't do much at all. No, because that's my point. Connor Nolan shoved too. They knew on Thursday morning what what, what they were going to get. They knew that was going to be the, the challenge. They knew it was coming, and it did. They they knew they were going to get one hell of an effort, and they did. And they 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 came out on the on the upper end of it. And that's just kind of where they are right now. And tonight they were dominant against Oklahoma. They they outclassed Oklahoma. 
All right, I'll take some calls. Here we go. Um, hey, who do we have? Hey, turn your device down. Who do I have? Hey, it's John from Oxford. Hey, John, what's up? Man, not a whole lot. Um, I'm trying to trying to quote it here. It is. Uh, it felt like a football game out there, that loud. When they played that sweet Caroline, I've never heard anything like that. You look up and you go, wow, all these people showed up. It's not an easy place to get to, not a cheap place to get to. They're that passionate, aren't they? That just says a whole lot for the Oxford community and the Oxford fans. Who's the quote? I agree. Who's that quote? Is that of, of Mike? Uh, Par- Par- yeah, from Mike. Paris offered tweeted it earlier. But that's 100% Ole Miss fans. And I've had – this is my take. I've had two defining moments. I've had many, but two that stick out in my life. And there's one – I shot 73 in the state championship my senior year of high school. Hey John, tournament. hey John, turn, turn John, turn your device down because we're hearing we're hearing you and then we're hearing you again. I apologize. That's okay. It's all the way down. Man. Awesome. Thanks. We have muted that. Go ahead. So, I shot 73 my senior year of high school and the state championship golf tournament and we lost by one stroke. The second time in 2015, I turned down master's tickets to Friday. Friday, which is moving day. Everybody knows that in the master's. Well, Chase, Chase will get me. I know you're not the big golf guy, but Chase will get me on this. Friday's moving day at the master's. And I turned down free tickets because my child, was my firstborn, was like a month and a half from being born. I was like, I can't go. Free tickets, the whole works. Turned it down. And tonight, just like every other game, I sat on my back porch and watched Rebels do what the Rebels have done as of late. Not saying all year because I sat through those two. And I watched that. And I hope, and I'm pretty, pretty confident that this is the third defining moment that I did not pack my bags up yesterday and leave for Omaha like everybody else. Look at Twitter, look at Facebook, look at Instagram. Everybody you know is in Omaha right now, which I'm fine. That's great. Uh, Hey, kudos. I'm proud. We represented well. But I'm going to be right here where I'm at for game two, game three if necessary, and help pull these Rebels through. And I will say this will be my third defining moment when I chose not to go. And I sat right here on my back porch and I watched the Rebels do it, do what the Rebels do. So it is what it is. Well, John, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Later. All right, bye. All right. Phone line is 662-259-0991. If anybody wants to call. Look, it's a big glass of wine, but it's not. I mean, it's not outrageously big. It's just kind of big. It's all right. I mean, I don't want to leave and have to go fill it up, fill it up and stuff. So I just poured this one. 
I don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. At least it's early. I wonder how long we'd go. If, if Ole Miss wins the national championship, how long would this show last? That's what I want to know. Hey, who do I have? Hey, this is Darby McCraney from uh, Peking, Mississippi. Tell me the first name again. Darby McCraney. Oh, hey, Darby. What's up? Hey, how are you? I was calling to uh, get on the, the show. You're on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Temple Alderman and, um, and, and discuss, to, to really just discuss his uh, exit velocity and uh, and really how he's turned things on, man. I've seen he hit 113 mile an hour exit velocity, and he's just really been an impact player um, in the College World Series. Can we kind of talk about how he's turned it on and, and yeah. what you guys think about it? No, he's been he's been terrific. He's been uh, he's provided protection in the middle of the lineup. He's taken some of the pressure off Elko, I think, and he protects Graham and he he, he lengthens their lineup. And he's 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 kind of an example of why they're playing as well as they are right now. There, it's not just the top of the lineup that contributes. It's the middle. It's the bottom. It's um, I mean, they're kind of getting contributions everywhere, which is why they're on the cusp of a national title. They're just dominating. They really are. And, and, and just a thought, I'm not suggesting this idea, but is it a rational thought to, to think of, of moving Harris up the lineup? I mean, obviously at this point you don't want to change anything because they're yeah. Oregon perfect. But is it a rational thought to think you could move Harris up the lineup, maybe you know, up, up that way to get – would it give him more at bats um, in critical moments? Or what do you, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, if it were March or April, you'd, you'd, you'd probably do that, but you don't do that now, like you said. I mean, you, you just – you don't – you don't screw with it now. I mean, it's, it's you have a formula now, and you, yeah, you, you this is this is the recipe, and you're going to follow it. The, you know, That's right. Yeah, makes but, a lot of sense. So, but guys, yeah, if it were know, April the first, you'd do it. Sure. I know there's more people you probably want to talk to, but uh, back to Kemp Alderman. So, is do you think that that's probably Tim's replacement for next year? You think he gets over in the corner at first, or, or what? Do you, what Oof. do you think he projects for I the don't, team next year? Not that's a but. that's a that's a chase question more than it is mine. I don't I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, he looks like that type of player, but I, I I can't sit here and tell you that I know the I know his game well enough to to talk about that. I thought he's hit pretty well for average, and I'm not trying to fanboy him, uh, but he, just watching him, it seems like he's kind of grown up through the postseason, and, and he's poised for for being a uh, a long term leader. You know, maybe trying to fill oh, some I- shoes. Maybe. I think so. I think he's poised to have a big year next year. I just don't know what position it would be, but he's he's right. he's one hell of a hitter and he crushes the ball. Anything, he is. Any, All right, last question. Yeah, go last ahead. question for you, and I'll let you go. What, what's your prediction on the finals tomorrow? On tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's game. Um, I think Ole Miss wins. Um, I don't know, seven to two, seven to three. I I don't think I I think Ole Miss wins. I I don't see a I'll be surprised if Ole Miss doesn't win tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And in, in, in that scenario that they do, do you think they pull out uh, Delusia maybe to get the last three outs just for no. just for that extra? No, no way, no way, no way. You, you you don't you don't screw around with it. You you do your thing. I mean, it's it's you know the path. Um, you know, yeah. And you follow that. You, you don't mess with that in the event that something happened and you needed. Delusha on Monday, you're you're already going to be yeah. you're already pushing it to get anything out of him on Monday. You don't you don't do theater tomorrow. You just win the game. That makes a lot of sense. 
Well, I appreciate you taking my call, man. I'll Thank keep you. listening in. All right. See Have you, good night. You too. Bye. Hey, who do we have? Hey, hey, turn your device down. Who do we have? Hey, your favorite guy, Candler Harris. Hey, Candler, what's up, man? Oh, you know, just chilling here, uh, enjoying the win. I will say this. I know you said a second ago, if uh, we win this national championship tomorrow, you uh, you probably need to get some coffee because you're going to be on the show all night. Um. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be coffee, but but uh, it'll be something. Yeah, I mean, maybe start maybe start with coffee and then switch to something stronger. But, we'll, we'll cross hey, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. I'll I'll have to come up with a strategy over the course of the day. Hey, true that. I know I said it earlier, uh, but uh, yeah, if, uh, I'll, one of the craziest nights ever was when uh, Ole Miss beat Alabama back in fourteen, and we had that two thirty spot and. Ole people had all night to celebrate in Oxford. Uh, I, I feel really sorry for the city of Omaha. If they, uh, they get this win tomorrow at, in the middle of the afternoon, and ain't nobody leaving that town or the bars well, until you, the sun comes up the next like, day. You wonder what the Sunday liquor laws are and stuff in, in Omaha. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe they're just wide I, open, but it, I bet you a lot of those places are used to closing like at 9 or 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised to find out that uh, there's some council people in Omaha. If there are any liquor laws, that are uh, probably trying to get something, get some kind of a adjustment made. Pass an amendment. Pass, pass a pass a temporary amendment or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call it up, whatever judge they can find, and be like, "Yo, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. we have a chance to pretty much make more money in one night than we've made in the last ten years." Yeah. Because. I know everyone's talking about how expensive stuff is. I remember being there last time we were there, and we went out and bought a, a bottle of Coors Light was like fifteen bucks, and that and, and the economy was actually good at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, basically everybody in my neighborhood left. So I mean, if if that's any indication, yeah, I I I think I know like maybe two people in Oxford that are actually still there. If I had the, if I had seven hundred dollars for a plane ticket, I'd be there right now. But uh, it's uh, it's crazy, and I, y'all said it a couple times that uh, Mike Bianco essentially uh, put every uh, every demon he had in his coaching career up on a list, and has just started shooting them off the counter one by one. Yeah, it's it's and, uh, it's remarkable. It really is. Yeah, and I think everybody should be uh really happy for him, and also really glad that he uh. He stuck it out with us all these years. Yeah, it's. Um, I think anybody who who's covered him or has been around him or knows him is is will be super happy for Mike if he can get one more in these next two days. No question about that. Hey, thanks for the call, bud. Hey, yeah, have a good night. You too. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Mark from DC. Hey, Mark. How are you, How are you guys doing? Mark, I'm good. How are you? Oh man, this I I can't put it into words, and, and honestly, I'm 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 hammered. But <laughs> this is, was almost a throwaway game, and honestly, I can't put it I can't put it into words how how 
I have no words. What time did I you mean, start? Dr- no what, what time did you start drinking, Mark? Let's let's talk about that. Since you have no words, let's talk about the drinks that you did have. What, when did you start drinking? Oh man, it's probably about the third inning. Um, <laughs> man, um, uh, Wait, did, I have no words. What were you? What, 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 what were you? Doherty was amazing tonight. What were you drinking? Oh, just, just beer. Just, just beer. beer. Oh, okay. You were hammering the beers to be in this place if you didn't start till the third inning. You were you must have been you were doing that nervous drinking. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean I'm going to church tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm I'm wearing my almost hat. I'm wear I'm wearing my well several different jerseys, but Hotty Toddy and Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I have no words. I mean, yeah. I, hey, Mark. Mark, really, Mark, do you have any Advil or ibuprofen? Because you should go take a couple right now. Because you're going to do this again tomorrow, and you 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 need you're going to need a little recovery time here. Yeah. Yeah. Go get a water. Oh go, go get a water and some ibuprofen, and thank me tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Howdy, howdy. Go Rebs, and uh, I love the show. Thanks, Mark. And howdy, howdy. Thank you. Mark's going to be hurting in the morning. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil. Oh, man, I actually made it. You made it. Who's Craziest this? Craziest thing. I, uh, I'm i a little starstruck right now. I, I thought I was maybe a little too drunk for the show, but Mark made me feel a little better. But, what, what's your name? Uh, I won't, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Clay from all the way up in Virginia. Hey, Clay. But we uh, I really appreciate what you guys do. I got a million things typed up here, you know. If you want to talk to me as long as you talk to Chase, that's fine. But you probably don't. But it is cool to see, you know, earlier in the season, you guys talked about maybe this team is too full of good guys. There's no asshole on the team. Yeah. Bunch of good guys. Tim Elko, my goodness. Like, you know, maybe he's a dick behind closed doors, but he seems like a great guy. Love the show with Peyton. He seems like a great guy. My wife's got a huge crush on him. I got a reminder that we're 12 years older than him. Mike Bianco seems like a good guy. It's just Kind of cool to see the good guys win. I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to you, but appreciate the show. Appreciate everything you guys do. Been listening to you guys for about, I don't know, three, four years now, but appreciate it. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate you. Hey, who do we have? Hey, hey, it's Bo from, uh, I'm actually out here in Omaha. What up? Bo? Yeah, Bo from Omaha. Hey, Bo. Yeah, how you doing, man? You're, you're in Omaha, not from there. I got you. That's all good. What's yeah, up? How, yeah, how's Omaha treating yeah. you? Dude, it's good, man. I'm out here and fucking, we got a pad like 25 minutes out here from outside of Omaha. We're good, though, dude. And we can fucking bring home a championship, obviously. How, how do you was, feel? How was that? I, I think you're going to win one. How was the game tonight? Was it was it crazy? No, no it was good. You were up in like 302. Could have been better text, but you know it is what it is. Who am I talking to? This, <laughs> this is Neil. Hey, what up, Neil? Hey, How you doing? I'm good. You got tickets tomorrow yeah. too? Uh, yeah, we do. We we, uh, we got tickets, and we're uh, we're going to hang out. So we'll figure out what happens. What you, what have you been drinking today? Uh, high noon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right. We're in Omaha. We're hanging. We're hanging out. So have fun, Bo. Get revs. All right. See ya. Hey, man.
Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, what's going on? Hey, man, who's this? This is Pat. Hey, Pat. Howdy, Toddy. Hey, look, man, I, I just want to say that uh, Calvin Harris, soon as I ever, the first time I saw him in an Ole Miss uh, uniform, it, it's something about him. It just, it seemed like he, he was a, a ball player, a big, a big, you know, to me, I could project him into the big leagues. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not a pro, uh, professional or a scout or any of that thing, but when when Calvin hit that home run, I just I just I kind of felt like I I it just felt like it was going to happen, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Well, he's an Iowa boy. Uh, you know, Iowa boys just they just get stuff done. Man, I, I, look when, he, when the first time I saw him, he had no gloves. I don't know what why it is, but he had no gloves on. It just seems like you know it's just that mentality I like when baseball players when they're just. You know, they're rough and tough. You know, no gloves. I don't need gloves. I will, you know, I love that about Calvin Harris. Uh, but real quick, I, I just want to ask you, uh, Neil, tell the truth. Are you pulling for Ole Miss tomorrow? Absolutely. Yes no? I yeah. know you're not a homer. No, absolutely. Are you pulling for Ole Miss tomorrow? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I've said for you guys, I'm, I'm super pumped for you guys. There's, there's people in the stream that are good friends of mine. There's, I've got, uh, Lots of people who are who are huge Ole Miss uh, fans. I'm super excited for them. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, Neil, I love this uh, hand raise. I love what you do, what you're going, what you're doing right here with the College Corner and everything. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. And uh, hotty toddy, go Rebs, baby. Have fun. See ya. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, it's Gina. Hey, Gina, what's up? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Did you go to Omaha? Well, no, but I'm still wishful thinking. Well, if you're going to try to get there I had for a flight, if... but then it got canceled. Oh. So, yeah, there's that. They couldn't get me there till 1030 tonight, so I said I'll pass. Oh, you should have gone. You could have been there for tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's true. I would have had to sleep in my car tonight, but yeah, whatever. That wouldn't have been good. So what did you think of the game? No. It was awesome. Sorry, my kids are arguing. They're playing old school Nintendo. Oh, yeah? And they don't know how to play, so. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, It was great. Like, I, I kind of knew, like, as soon as we scored first, I was like, oh, it's over. There's no way that they're going to come back. So, yeah. yeah. It was a great game. It was a great night. And I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I mean, this is, this is our national championship. It's in your hands. You got a great shot to win it tomorrow. Could be a could be a historic day for, for, uh, for Ole Miss tomorrow. There's yeah. No I mean, I wasn't worried. Like, for the first time. Okay, so when we played Arkansas the first time, or the second time, I guess. I was like, oh, we're going to lose. I just knew we were going to lose. And we lost. And then I was like, okay, we're we're winning this game. Like, there's no way we're not. And then tonight, I was like, okay, bring it on, Jack. Like, Jack's going to do Jack stuff. And he did. Yeah, he was, I don't know. He was great. I, I watched Mississippi, Mississippi State get hot last year. And they pulled it off. So, I mean, why can't we? Yeah, no, there's no question. You, you, 
at this point, I, we, I think we've been saying this for a while. Why not just go ahead and win the thing? And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, let's just win it tomorrow and be done with it. Oh, but, but anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to say hello. So, well, hey, Gene, I appreciate you calling. Hope tomorrow's a great day. Thanks. Absolutely, hotty toddy. Thanks, Neil. Bye. Hey, we're going from drunk to kind of sober, and I was I was kind of getting into the drunk vibe, and then it disappeared there for a minute. Uh, 662-259-0991 is the number. Uh, we will be on tomorrow as soon as the game ends, win or lose. And if it's a win, I don't I have no idea what that show is gonna be like. I, I think I think a circus, but it'll be a fun circus. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Cole from Houston. Hey Cole. Hey Neil, so uh question. Do you think do you think that if if we win tomorrow, Mississippi State will feel like their championship is as last year was less than I, we all know that it shouldn't we should you no. should celebrate what you have no not but we're, we're not we're not talking about normal sane people yeah I, uh, I, in their media or their fan base yeah i don't know do you about think this will lessen the championship yeah for some of their media types it probably will for some of the crazies it probably will for their team it shouldn't um you know david delucci and i did a podcast yesterday and we talked about this a championship is forever i mean those guys are the 2021 national champions for forever you no one can ever no matter how many no matter how bad this season was or whether Ole Miss wins the championship whatever you 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 can't take that away and that's what that's what's on the line for Ole Miss now is an opportunity for these guys to sort of I hate the word immortal because that's kind of a weird word for sports but you become you become the most unforgettable baseball team in the history of the program and you will forever be national champions no matter what happens next year no matter what happens in five years or whatever, you, you're you're always the champion. You you no one can ever take the trophy away from you. They don't ever take all that away from you. It's it's um. I mean, I'm excited for you guys as a fan base because I mean, as as a lifelong Cubs fan who thought it would never happen, when it did happen, it was really really cool. Like it's taken the edge off of Cub fandom, and it's been six years, and. Like the Cubs lost to the Cardinals today, and I was like, ah, whatever. I mean, okay. There's something about winning a sure, champ- you- there's something about winning a championship, and so it's it's different for fans. It's it's it what it does for a team, what it does what it does for Mike. I mean, you go from Mike becomes a legend. I mean, like someone said, they're going to rename stadiums and stuff, and they should. I mean, if, absolutely. If if he wins a championship tomorrow or Monday. After what he's done for 22 seasons at Ole Miss, and caps it off with the championship, I don't. Whatever, who cares what happens next season? I mean, he's he's. Right. I mean, you know what I mean. So, so no, I don't. I mean, are there people at Mississippi State who are so obsessed with Ole Miss that it will re- take some of the? Sure, but those people are insane anyway. The kids on that team, no. I mean, you know, I'm, I I doubt if it takes. No, I don't think it takes anything away from what they did any more than if Ole Miss wins it tomorrow and next year LSU wins it does that take anything no absolutely not yeah. you know it's a championship it, championships are precious absolutely yeah and just to be clear I'm not saying it should take away it's I mean I, I'm certain and I don't think the players really will but I, for whatever reason you know I just think most of their fans will see it as less than because Ole Miss won the next year I, maybe I'm just overreacting to 
people would do. No, and you might be, you might be right. It's not the real life. But. You might be right. I don't know that many people that that I don't know that many Mississippi State people. I mean, my next door neighbor goes to state, but she's not the type that's going to be worked up about it. So that's I can't. That's not <laughs> probably the best example in the world. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know them well enough. I mean, I, I obviously have noticed a couple of their media members. One in particular who's pretty insane, but um. I don't. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I. I. I just tell you that, like we've said this about a lot of things. Like we, Chase and I talk about the Saints a lot, right? The Saints have had so many close calls, and and the, the lesson with it is it's so hard to win a championship. It's so difficult, yeah, I mean, and, it's- and 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 when you win one, they're precious, and when you get to this spot where you you're right there where you can win one, it's it's uh it's awesome, and you know, got. I mean, there's still still another game to win and you got to go win that game but but man you, you can't get much closer than you are right now absolutely as, as astro fan i get that too we won in 17 i thought oh we're going to come back and win championships for a couple of years i got awfully close but it's it's hard you need all those breaks like you said you luck and help and, and there are teams we almost might have more talented teams in the future that lose in a super might have I mean, I'm sure we've had more talented teams than this one, honestly. But it's you need all those things, and we we seem to have them this year. So, anyway, I appreciate the uh, the coverage, Neil. I look forward to tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow night. Really happy hand raise, guys, and um, thanks for so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, who do we have? Hi, Neil. This is Tammy. Hey, Tammy. What's up? How are you, Tammy? I'm great. How are you? Well, I sure have missed you. I've missed you, Tammy. Well, you know what? It's baseball season. It is. It is. It's. It is absolutely baseball season. Have you... And I am just so proud of our Rebels. Oh my gosh! You didn't. You didn't see this coming, Tammy. Not mid, not middle of the season. I didn't. Good lord! Yeah, I know. We were all just throwing our hands up in the air. You, saying, lo- well, you lost the faith. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. You, and then, and then, a couple weeks ago, it was just like a new team. It was like a phoenix. They had just risen from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like a phoenix. Yep. They they kind of lost was. it. It was. They'd lost that love and feeling. They got it back now, right? They got it back. Oh, we're talking about the love and feeling. Oh, my Lord. Mm. That Elko, he looks like Rooster. <laughs> he looks like Rooster. I didn't know. I, it, I, like, I, woo, I, didn't I know love it, him. Yeah, I didn't know whether you were going to say Elko or like we were going to do the Tom Cruise thing at this point. I didn't know whether we were going like, to talk about Top Gun or well, something. Oh, well, I've got a lot to talk to you about. We haven't talked in so long. It's been a minute, yeah. It has. It has. Well, okay, so let me just little catch you up a little bit. Gerald, he's got the gout. Okay. It kicked up again. That's, that's unfortunate. So we couldn't go to the College World Series. Mm. I was so upset. Mm. But, you know, we've been watching from the TV. He needs to improve his diet. That would help. I know. I know. I mean, the lard and the chitlins, it's just not <laughs> what probably is good for him. It's not. It's not. I'm just. I'm trying to, I'm, I tell them, I'm like, stop eating all those pork rinds. Stop yeah. eating just a bunch of just crud, but yeah. he just keeps on, so oh well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so, um, all right, let's talk about Kemperoni. 
oh my lord, he is adorable. He did great tonight. And I love his precious tattoo of the arrow. And it says, child of God, bless him. He's a big country boy. He is. And that's what I think I love about him. He's, he looks like a young and just down, down the street here in Bruce. That's what he looks like. I've I've never been to Bruce and hung out enough to say that, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, he he does seem does seem like a kind of a country boy. He does. He is just a farm boy, and that's what I love about him. And I love his exit velocity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you are you big into analytics Ooh. like that? Is that your thing? Yes. It just goes. Listen to me. Listen to me, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> just goes far, <laughs> real far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it I'm sure it does and, make quite a missile sound. Yeah. Yeah. And that Chatney, he scoops up those balls so good. It's about Chatney. Chatney? Yeah. Shot Chatney. There's there appears to be some confusion uh, during the College World series. Oh. Shot Chatney? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well anyway, and um and I'm just, oh, okay, so we talked about Chatney. I want to talk about T.J. McCants yeah. and Dunhurst. Yeah. I'm convinced that they must have had a slump buster. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 mean I, I, hate wow. to, I hate to accuse them of that. Out of, they came out of the North Pole here. I was like, what? I mean, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And I'll tell you one other thing. If I were there at the Cosworth Series, I would be at Rocco's, and I would be taking my Jello shots. Yeah. Because that I'm telling you, I would. I love cherry and lime. That brings me back to high, my high school days at Bruce High School. Yeah. Woo! You did, you we did some, some Jello shots back I, then. I bet. We did not like orange, and we did not like uh, <laughs> what was that other flavor? I didn't like black cherry. Yeah, Ugh. that's Yuck. disgusting. Yeah. But I love me some cherry and lime, and I would if I were Rocco's, I'd be doing some Jello shots. I'd be sending them right to Ole Miss. Woo! Right to Ole Miss. Yeah. Well, they're they're in the lead now. With they're they're, they're going to win. I think they're going to win the College World Series and the Rocco's Challenge. So it's it's a big week. That not be something. That would be unbelievable. I mean, what a trifecta that would be. Neil, I'm just gonna tell you. I don't want I don't wanna be I don't want to act like I've got a crystal ball that I'm just like rubbing my paws on right now. Right. But if I did. Right. But if, if you, but if you did, what? If I did, I'm gonna be calling you tomorrow night. Okay. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. All I right. don't want I don't want to jinx. No. But if we if we are I'm going to call you tomorrow night, and I hope you take my call. Well, I will certainly try to. I will look forward to it, Tammy. I can promise you that. Well, I love you, Neil. I love you, take too, Tammy. Now, buddy. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. That was Tammy. Always good to hear from her. Hey, who do we have? This is Brad. <laughs> hey, Brad. How are you? Someone tell you a joke. No, yeah. no, they didn't, Brad. I just – I'm, I'm just in a good mood. I was amused by Tammy's call. I apologize. I'll, I'll get serious now. No, I thought she was. I thought she was funny as well. Um, I'm just calling. I wanted to give a shout out, Neil. Okay. As I've told you and Chase before, I'm not much of a sporto, um, but my dear friend Dan 
Kentucky and his whole family are in Omaha. And uh, I listened to your post game with Chase tonight. And there was a lot of talk regarding exercising the demons. Yes. Or like Inco. Yeah. And Ole Miss baseball. Yeah. And uh, Dan and his family. Uh, I would say uh, he has two uncles there. Uh, one of them was in the stands the day that Archie Manning broke his arm. Okay. Um, and they were there for the entire uh, Billy Brewer saga. They were there, they were there the day that uh, Chucky got hurt. Uh, they were there for the Kessinger saga, baseball. So saith Dan. And I just want to recognize them because they're like a lot of other. They have certainly seen the low times. They have. They have. I'm so so proud of them getting to, to be there to experience everything that Chase and Brian and Jeffrey, uh, you know, the way they're talking about the environment there. I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud that they're getting to experience this. And the rest of the Ole Miss fans that follow Ole Miss baseball religiously, I wish I could say that, that I was one of those. Uh, but I'm so proud for them. But baseball is not your religion, Brad? No. No. Uh, Unfortunately not. I have to dodge conventional sports. But um, I feel like they alienate a lot of us. But anyway, back to Dan. Back to Dan. Um, I'm very proud for them. I am too. I I, I don't even know Dan right now, and I feel emotional about Dan. So. That tells you anything. Well, I, I I think that I heard you say that you were also in the stands the day that, that Chucky was injured. I was. And, I was there. Uh, my, um, and, and my buddy Dan, he has an uncle that, uh, which I don't know if this is true or not, but he swears that KFC buckets were passed around and money was gathered in those those buckets. That is true. For, Ch- for Chucky. That is true. Oh, is it? It is true. Oh, I I was hey I, hey well, hey Brad I was I was there for the entire Houston Nut Saga, the whole thing. You you, you might not realize this, Neil, but that was uh, uh, I think Houston's first year. Now I'm not entirely sure. I think, but that was my seat. I, I think that I had graduated by. I don't. I think that is the year I graduated. I'm not sure. When it was Houston two. Was it was 2008, Brad. Maybe my masters, um, but I just want to recognize all of the all of the diehard Ole Miss families out there. I, I know that people are uh, making sacrifices and going to Omaha. They're doing things that they didn't intend to do. Some people are uh, sacrificing destined vacations and, yeah. and things like that yeah. to get to get to do this. Yep. And I'm very proud for them, I, and, and and all the best to them. And, um, I haven't spoken to you. I know you're doing quite well. I, I am. I'm doing well, Brad. Is everything everything going well with you and your your new bride? We're doing well. Yes, yes, we're doing very well. We are actually at an all star tournament, Louisville, Mississippi. Oh, good. Watching two watching two nieces. It's been a barrel of monkeys. Well, that is great. I'm glad to know that uh, you and Whitney are doing well, and I, I think of you often, and we're all cheering for you. I knew I could count on you, Neil. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. And thanks for taking my call.
Thank you, Brad. Yep. Bye. Hey, caller, I'm gonna get to you one second. Hold on. So this has been a great week. We know that um, we know that Bubba's okay, and now we know that Brad and Whitney are still together. I mean, life is good. Who is this? Tyler. 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 Okay. Hey, Tyler. What's up? Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the Jacob Gonzalez versus Wood situation and who's going to play in. And also, how is TJ McCants, how does he fit into the lineup right now after um, a very productive day? Jacob Gonzalez versus Wood? Yeah. I mean, well, Jacob's going to play. Jacob's going to hit second and play shortstop. Um, that's that. That's that's a very safe bet. And, and I would be surprised if – here's the thing about McCants. I don't know how completely healthy he is. I think some of what he's doing right now is, is just – I think they're having to be, you know, kind of conservative with how much he plays. But I, I think in an ideal world, he 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 he's out there in center field, and they put bench at third. I think that's what they prefer to do. Is it a safe bet, or is that what they're doing to preserve him uh, right now? Because yeah, I just is th- he injured more than what they say he is. I mean, I don't know that, but I kind of think so based on things I've heard. I think he's kind of just getting through. God, he got a hold of one tonight, didn't he? That was a, a hell of, he's a huge home run. Chase, hey, Chase talked about it as one of the biggest of, plays of the game. Yeah, hell of an at bat, hell of an at bat. I just, you know, just seeing what he had, what he did in the supers versus what he's doing now, just questioning. That's all. Anything else? No, no, all okay. good, man. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Sorry about letting the. I'll let the uh, bots get away there for a second. I apologize. Tucker, thank you very much. He says, couldn't have asked for a better birthday gift than to watch this win with my dad. Yeah, I bet that was super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the environment looked amazing. Let's see. I know I missed a call right there. Uh, there's a 901 number that's been trying to call. I'll try to grab you. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is JM from Memphis. Hey, JM, what's up? Damn good win. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Ole Miss are still undefeated against sobriety. Have a good night. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Chase from Amory. Hey, Chase, what's up? Oh man, that much. I was a little worried about calling in. I know I sound like the country hick when I call in, but my chat line mother Tammy just called in a while ago and funeral director Brad the way they sounded, so it made me feel a little bit better. Uh but I just uh I just wanted to say, hey man, it's nice to see we've had some super talented teams on here, uh that haven't lived up to the hype, but uh Man, just to see these guys play loose. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to make one prediction for you, Neil, that okay. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you Jacob Gonzalez starts over Gary Wood tomorrow night <laughs> yeah. at shortstop. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, tidy, man. I appreciate everything that you and Chase do, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Gonzalez's chances to be in the lineup. 
Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, it's Leif. Hey, Leif, what's up? Oh, man. Uh, I'm so excited about this uh, this next day. Uh, I'm a little drunk. Uh, you were saying you wanted some drunk callers. I <laughs> started off the night with Michelob Ultra, and I ended it with shots of moonshine. So uh, I wouldn't suggest doing that. Anymore. Ooh, no, but, uh, I, I, that's that's not the strategy that I plan to take tomorrow. Um, that, I, I, I admire that, you, but that's not that's not in my playbook. Well, hey, it, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, I just wanted to make this one point of how good this baseball team is because something we have great pitching. But the thing that that is amazing about this team is we roll on with two outs. We don't get scared. We score we score runs on two outs. And that is the mark of a team that is great. Agreed. Anyway. Agreed. No, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah they they're doing a lot of damage with two outs. Two outs nobody on and 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 they're just putting stuff together, scoring a couple of runs, um, getting two out hits, hitting up and down the lineup, um, getting contributions from different people out of the bullpen. I mean, that's 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 how you win a championship, and they're doing it. Yeah, and uh, my wife, uh, my wife is an Arkansas fan. She's seven and a half months pregnant, and now I got to figure out how I can. Uh, Change the baby's name to uh, Tim Elko Benson. I don't know. I'm going to do that. <laughs> She's but, probably not going to sign off on that. Well, you know what? We've decided that the name is the boy's name is going to be Knox Henry. And uh, I haven't told her yet. I don't think she knows that Lane Kippen's son is named Knox. <laughs> or she might She might reconsider. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Hey, man. Thanks for, thanks for all you did. Talk to you later. Appreciate the call, Leif. Six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. There's still five hundred of you here. Um, a little more than two hours into a stream. I really appreciate it. I know that uh, a lot of people have asked about getting Chase back. Chase is back riding, so we'll get Chase tomorrow and. Um, Tomorrow promises to be, or has the potential to be, one hell of an unforgettable day for uh, for Ole Miss. One win away from a uh, College World Series national championship. Just really remarkable. There was no way anybody could have possibly seen this coming a few months ago. Yeah, you could name your child Juice. That's, that's a popular name these days. Again, please don't forget collegecornerstore.com, College Corner. Um, they've sponsored every one of these shows and um, it's been very appreciative of them. And if Ole Miss wins tomorrow, if Ole Miss wins on Monday, they're going to have on their site national championship gear readily available right away. So make sure that you, uh, tomorrow when you're on the show, open up another browser, go to collegecornerstore.com and um, get your gear from them. That would be much appreciated. Let's see. Someone wants me to put the number up, so I'll do that. There it is. Uh, my score prediction for tomorrow, I'll say 7-3 to three, Ole Miss. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil. Yes. 
I'm calling you from downtown Omaha. Hey, who is this? I talked to you last, uh, this Mike, uh, from Brandon, Mississippi. We made a drive yesterday, uh, and then drove the last four uh, hours this morning. But uh, what a game tonight. Yeah. I'm here with a lot of Ole Miss fans. We just talked to a lot of players here at the uh, team hotel. I mean, I wouldn't have matched this in, I don't know, since last time I talked to you. You said uh, you wanted to have Trump Paul. I feel like I'm a little bit too tipsy to even make coherent sentences, but we're one game away. Yeah, one game. From winning a national championship. What's that? And what's Jack tomorrow going to He had confidence today. I gave him a high five. I've got some incredible videos. The team walked through, and it's my first time being in Omaha. Last second decision, like that was against my wife's best interest, but I was like, you know what, it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. And all my family, you know, like Mississippi State people, are like, you know what, if you're on the fence about it, you've got to go. Go. And they've been cheering me on, and we're here. It's a party. We're going to get it done tomorrow. Hunter Elliott. Guys, time to celebrate. This time tomorrow night, Ole Miss will be 2022 national champs. You heard it here first. Good night, Neil. Appreciate the work. Later, bro. Good night, Mike. Yeah, that's probably indicative of what Omaha's like right now. I think Omaha's a little crazy. Can't say I blame him. Um, right, I'll put it back up. We'll eleven forty-seven as we uh, record this. Ole Miss and, and Oklahoma a little more than fourteen hours from first pitch. Some people, I think, are going to need to sleep most of those 14 hours. But again, thanks to uh, Clearwater Group, uh, Corinth Dental, for making our coverage possible. We've certainly appreciated it. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, it's Jack in Memphis. Hey, Jack. Hey, don't tell you two, but I'm actually watching your show right now on 12 different devices. Quick question. Do you think that, you know, I'm not saying we should hang a banner just yet, but do you think that Ross will win this game tomorrow with some Do I think that Do I think that Ross what? You think Ross is going to Look, I'm not saying we're going to shouldn't hang a banner yet, but do you think that Ross York is going to be a little car gets this W? You're, you're breaking up on me. Do I I, I, I don't Listen, I think Ross likes Mike a lot. Um, I suspect. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what Ross's feelings would be. My my guess is that he would be pretty happy for Mike Bianco. If if uh, if Ole Miss wins tomorrow or wins Monday and wins a national championship, my guess is knowing knowing Ross is that he would be pretty happy for him. Well, that's good to hear. Class act. Anything else, Jack? All good. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks. The uh, the mega pint it's 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 here. We're about it's about out. It's about done. I'll have to be better prepared for tomorrow. It was a pool day today, and I may have had a few beers. I needed to slow down, so I had to basically stop for a while and watch the game. And about the sixth, seventh inning, I started getting ready for this, and. Um, I started kind of thinking about what I'd say and 
actually, frankly, started kind of thinking about tomorrow and what tomorrow could be and how you put that in perspective. And actually was giving a lot of thought as if I were in Chase's shoes and I was writing about that, what it is that I would write. And I'll write 10 thoughts on, I'll wait for the series to end. If it ends tomorrow, I'll write it on Monday. If it, if it ends on Monday, I'll write it on Tuesday. And I'll try to put some perspective into it from, from my view. And my view is different because I don't cover the team. I cover football and basketball. Chase covers baseball. But I've, I've obviously watched all season and, and uh, gotten to know Peyton and that kind of thing. And so, you know, kind of putting thoughts into words is a challenge, especially on a big moment when you know lots of people are reading your work. When you're covering a game like Ole Miss versus Troy or whatever, and it's a 38 to 10 game, the diehards read, but most people just kind of skim your work. On a day like tomorrow, if you win, people read every word. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Alan. Hey, Alan. I'm in Omaha. Oh, congratulations. How was it? Was it fun? Congratulations. Thanks. You're nice. Um, yeah, tonight was uh, the epitome of uh, a fun game. Um, I think if you're watching, that'd be easy to. Uh, yeah, you, know, you could you could tell understand. it was you could tell it was different. Yeah, it looked uh, it looked electric. Actually, it sounded electric. It was it looked like a, a, I mean, it looked like a giant party. Frankly. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, you know, we met here. Uh, he's in. Uh, I'm from Memphis, and he's from Orlando. Oh well, he, he's from Jackson, but he lives in Orlando. And um, we met here. Uh, I drove, and he flew, and uh, we sat next to some locals. And uh, it was a real interesting experience. Uh, we had some other, obviously, a lot of Ole Miss fans. Um, a lot of standing room only, and uh, it really doesn't get dark here until like 9:30, which is kind of weird. Um, you know, the game's in like the eighth inning, and it felt like it was like 6:30, um, but it was nine. And um, but really, uh, you know, I've uh, we just got back to our hotel. Um, it's it's a funny place uh, here with all the. Uh, you know, obviously it's it's packed with all the the, the folks, and uh, it's fun. Uber driver says this is uh, like only time of the year it's like this, which um, I can kind of believe. But um, I can kind of believe that yeah. too. Hey, by the way, uh, just someone sent me this. There, there in Omaha, alcohol sales are prohibited on Sunday before noon. So the two hours before uh, before first pitch is going to be a little 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 bonkers. And then after the game's going to be a circus. But tomorrow morning will be – at least tomorrow morning people will have a little bit of opportunity to recover. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's a good public services announcement, Neil. Um, and I'll just add to it because I'm, I'm actually standing uh, in Iowa because um, right across the river uh, in Council Bluff where, um, like, seriously, your Uber says it's five miles, five minutes away without traffic. Uh, but it is in Iowa. Um, and, uh, liquor stores have, uh, different state laws here. I don't know, but, uh, they sell in the gas station. So, um, uh, being from Tennessee, thought I would have to go somewhere else, but, uh, yeah, um, Nebraska and Iowa, um, are your, uh, states to work with. So anyways, I just wanted to call, I appreciate you doing this. We, we weren't really going to do the madness that was downtown. Uh, they had this after party in the line, um, it looked like New Year's Eve. I was like, no, we'll go back to the hotel room and drink some beer and get ready for tomorrow. Um, but you doing this late night um, podcast gives me something to watch at this 
$400 quality in. And uh, <laughs> Well, thanks, Alan. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. you. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Uh, Chase just tweeted, it's been referenced in the stream, but I, I found it. Uh, Ole Miss is adding Florida pitcher Nick Pogue out of the portal. Started 10 games for the Gators, should pitch in the mid-90s and be a premium strike thrower, big addition, weekend starter stuff. So uh, some transfer portal news for Ole Miss, even on the eve of playing for a national championship. Um, It's 11.55. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. I think we're going to wrap here. Close to be midnight by the time I process this and try to load it into a into a podcast network. Appreciate everyone being um, in the stream. Appreciate every super chat. Very nice of you. I hope I uh, hope I mentioned them all. Um, Trent's asking about mallets. The rest of the series. Go back and listen to Chase. He thought that that mallets could go on Monday if if it got there, but that pitching forty pitches today probably counts him out for uh, for tomorrow. But again, thanks to Jeffrey Wright, to uh, Brian Rippey, thanks to uh, Chase Parham for their time. We'll do this again tomorrow. It should be uh, could be a bonkers day. I think it will be a bonkers day. I think Ole Miss is poised to win a national championship tomorrow. I will, frankly will be a little surprised if it doesn't happen. Uh, Ole Miss just looks like a team of destiny at this point. And um, all right, we got the phone ringing. I'll take one final call. We'll call this last call. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? Yeah, Blakely from Omaha. Hey, Blakely, what's up? I'm with Blake from Omaha. Oh, shoot, I can't hear you. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, um, well, Bo forgot to ask you about football. He was meaning to ask you about football. What about football? He wants to know what you think about Arch. I don't know. I think Arch is free to do what Arch wants to do. I, if you've been following my coverage on rebelgrove.com, you've known for more than a year that Arch wasn't coming to Ole Miss. So I, I, I'm, I'm surprised at the number of people that are like worked up about it because it, it, it it, it, that was going to happen for a long time. I mean, it, he was going to Texas or Georgia for forever. So it's not – it wasn't surprising to me at all that he committed to Texas. That wasn't even – it didn't even – there wasn't even a – even a blip of surprise. I never, I never considered that he was truly thinking about going to Ole Miss. Hey, boom again from Omaha. <laughs> so uh, Kentucky Ole Miss football, any chance pulls game day? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, that's October the first. I don't know what other games are being. Yeah, we haven't looked at the schedule. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, they haven't even. I haven't even had a practice yet. I, it, it's impossible to say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I doubt it. If you told me Ole Miss Auburn was game day, I'd buy that. But October 1st, I kind of doubt it. Well, yeah, if you said uh, Ole Miss and Omaha would be, yeah, I think. So, anyway. Stadium was 90-10. 90-10. 90-10 revs. It was just easy. 90-10. Y'all have fun. Thanks for taking our call. Thanks. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Against my better judgment, I'm going to take one more. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Jonathan again. Hey, Jonathan. I'm telling you right now, you want to talk about drunk versus sober? I got you. 
Okay. Because I have drank <laughs> half a half gallon of Jim Beam Black since the games ended. And I am convinced thoroughly that we are going to win tomorrow. No game three on Monday. And and it's fantastic forum will absolutely beat them two games to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what it looks like to me. That's what it feels like. It feels like a sweep. And I said this earlier in the show. I I think I think this team dodged the bullet the other day, and 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 I now think they're they're. In, I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't think Oklahoma can do it to them. I think they. Do- I agree. I think but, they dodged but, the bullet with Arkansas on Thursday, and 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 now I think it's just it's a cor- all that's left is a coronation. I, I agree, but the turning point in the game tonight, absolutely hands down, was when the bases were loaded with no out, and we got out of the inning with two in, two runs to spare at four to two. Absolutely, the turning point. Sure, no doubt. That and then blowing it open with the the home runs and the seventh or whatever. Yeah, that was. but that was icing on the cake. Right, because at any point, oh, I don't know, four to two, four to two, the game was still changes the dynamic. Yeah, four to two, though the game was still within reach for Oklahoma. I mean, they were that's a bloop and a blast, and you're tied. And and at four to two, anything could happen. At seven to two, it's a lot harder for it to happen. Or eight to two, I guess it was eight to two at that point because it was two men on a man on, and then boom, boom. So it's four. So yeah, it was eight to two. Yeah, but. I am going to have to sleep in tomorrow, so by the time that I wake up, I'm going to have to have a hair of the dog with a Bloody Mary and just enough time to get to a sports bar to watch the game because uh got to be in public and represent in College Station at a Texas A&M bar, pulling for Ole Miss to win a natty, solo being the Ole Miss fan there. Well, have fun, my man. I'll talk to you soon, I hope. You got it. Thanks, Neil. All right, Jonathan. All right, we are going to stop there. We made it to midnight. It's midnight. We're 400 of you still here. It's a game in 14 hours. So we'll uh, we'll reset and get ready for tomorrow. Again, Ole Miss and Oklahoma at 2 tomorrow. We'll have post-game, post-game show immediately following the game. We'll get uh, Jeffrey, uh, Brian. We'll get um, Chase at some point. And if it's a national championship, don't forget to go straight to collegecornerstore.com and Get your gear. It'll be ready on the site right away. Please make the College Corner a part of your celebration tomorrow. They have stepped up and uh, sponsored this show throughout the postseason. And uh, the best way for you guys to thank us, if you're so inclined, is to thank our sponsors. And uh, College Corner, Scott, and those guys made this happen. So um, be ready to do that tomorrow. It's collegecornerstore.com. Just go to um, College World Series in the search and you can get your Ole Miss-branded College World Series gear. And if you win a game tomorrow, just win a baseball game tomorrow, you can get your Ole Miss-branded national championship gear from collegecornerstore.com. So thanks to them, to Corinth Dental, to Clearwater Group, to Chase, Jeffrey, Brian. Thanks to all of you who called, all of you who have been in the stream. Certainly appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Tomorrow should and could, I think, will be a big day. And so I'll see you tomorrow on the MPW Digital Post Game Show. Until then, I'm Neil McCready. Take care.